Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in Brooklyn, joined as always by John, who is abroad in New Zealand. What's going on, John? Not much. Busy. Yeah. Busy days. Yeah, me too. Me too. Um, although today was a struggle. I'm not going to lie. Today was a struggle because uh, I got my got got the game I was most anticipated. It was delivered at noon. I'll talk about it later. That, uh, that kind of removed some of my focus. So I was just like, ah, oh, man, just want to play this. Also, can we, can we talk about for a minute how it's almost impossible to not get spoiled for things now on YouTube or any social media? YouTube is probably the worst offender, though, because you have visuals that are in your face and you have the text versus any other versus something like Twitter, which is just text or something like that, or or Reddit, where you can isolate your interests youtube it's like hey we noticed you googled this thing once before so now we're gonna throw you a bunch of these stories the day it comes out telling you about all this stuff it kind of it's upsetting has it has it actually spoiled anything for you though like is anything actually i'm trying to think the last thing that's been spoiled for me um i can't think of it to be honest with you i don't i just find that like it's all clickbait and things to get your attention. But I, again, I don't think anything for Ratchet and Clank has been spoiled for me or any movies have been spoiled for me by searching for them or talking about them. So like you see information, you see images, but how much of this do you actually retain? How much of this do you retain to go, oh, you now spoiled something that I was really interested in. Um, I like, Yeah, you get more content, but I, I don't think it's actually spoiling anything. If anything, I think the internet's gotten pretty good at not actually spoiling plots and things like people are hyper aware of hey you got to give people time to go watch loki or whatever right yeah um so yeah i haven't had anything spoiled there's clickbait and things but i've kind of just become immune to it as i'm like well i'm gonna watch it and enjoy it and i know it's gonna come out i know it exists but yeah i don't i don't know i think my opinion is a little different um where it's it's impossible to completely shield yourself from anything that i agree with like if you want to see nothing you you just got the title that says this is happening you go great i'm gonna wait for it to come out you can't avoid someone telling you that there's an official trailer or first look at this or let's talk to the developer of that or like you can't escape that stuff. But it's not like all of a sudden something pops up like here's the end of a movie. Yeah, they will. They will show some things. And the and what will happen is a lot of these clickbait things. It's like how did how this thing happened in this and why this character is like that. And you won't believe this cameo. And then it shows you this thing. It's like they will give you enough glimpses and the and the clickbait that they have alludes to a thing enough where you could then start to anticipate that thing. And it didn't. And and fortunately, I don't think I was I wasn't necessarily spoiled by Ratchet. Like I'm talking about Ratchet Clank. And I just saw it, it pop a headline today. and It was like how something about Rivet. And it's like. How rivet something something and it's like god come on and i knew like that was just the start of it and if i didn't try to kill it so i basically just started clicking anytime a ratchet video was in my youtube feed i would basically say not interested not interested not interested because it wouldn't take long for something to populate where the question is then asking about it's like how blank happened that could have been a spoiler even you know, like the way though Go ahead. Maybe my maybe my year off from the internet has actually fixed some of this for me. Now that I think about it, 
because I noticed that all of a sudden algorithm algorithms and things started changing for me. I started seeing completely different content when I wasn't on Instagram or I wasn't on a lot of this stuff all the time. I made a pretty conservative effort of only going to a specific news source or not just kind of following rabbit holes of things. So I kind of feel like I actually didn't like, yeah, like I'm looking at my YouTube stuff now and it's actually a big, it's a very weird eclectic mix of stuff. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know. Maybe that, maybe that's actually, maybe I've broken away, maybe taken a year off from, you know, spending all of your time in this, in this media world, fix some of this stuff for me. Yeah. So I just clicked over to YouTube. Um, and here's what shows up. I got a really weird mix of things here. Um, I have, let's see from IGN evil dead, the game gameplay reveal trailer that would summer game fest. So there's like two things about some of these because summer games fest kicked off yesterday. E3 is going on. So I got a couple of those things in there. I have uh, Dr. Eric Berg, DC, his channel that says detoxify thousands of chemicals from your body just with food. Um, I think I watched one or two of these guys video and now all of a sudden there's at least one of this guy and his uh, digital whiteboard showing up um, every time. He's just all keto and intermittent fasting guy. Um, then uh, let's see, I got this one about from Gerard's tech about laptops because I, I'm like on, I'm on the laptop hunt now. See, I'm like, I'm in, I'm in computer buying mode for whatever reason. Um, I got something like once a year with you. (laughs) No, I've had this one for about three years now. All right, here we go. This one, the crispiest, tastiest, crispy chili beef ever by kitchen sanctuary. That sounds delicious. And the thumbnail looks amazing. I got a Japanese milk bread, shokupan apron. So a recipe on how to make milk bread. Got a mighty goose Nintendo switch review from switch up. Then uh, Sony's new wireless earbuds reviews from CNET. So those are the top eight on uh, on my feed. It's very exciting. Yeah, so there's know. nothing in there that really spoils anything. But yeah, no, I, no, I, I but like I said, I yeah. that's not. But that's not what was there you know, before. Yeah, eight right. hours ago. So. Yeah, yeah, but again, it's just it's it's we're in the, and I've been on blackout for Ratchet and Clank. Like after the first, yeah, review, but we're. We're in the golden age of content. You can find anything you're looking for. If you're a That's content true. creator, it's never going to get better than it is right now. <laughs> just isn't. So if you're creating content, if you don't strike now, uh, you're going to be sorely disappointed in 10 years when that all changes. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, it's the algorithm. People, the YouTubers hate YouTube. Yeah. The it, it's, you get all sorts of random stuff YouTube <laughs> YouTube gives you. It's very strange. And the way they give you revenues is also really bizarre. It's like whatever they feel like. Uh, apparently, every time they make a change, it kind of screws over the creators. And how? And because YouTube is serving their videos, there will be content from channels I subscribe to that I don't know exist, that I don't know pop up because YouTube just doesn't tell me. They'll prioritize something else because it thinks, oh, because you might have skipped through another video they did before, you don't care about the next one. Like yeah. one and done. That's it. So. Maybe they get it. Maybe it is a uh, short, uh, short attention spans. So maybe, maybe they're onto something. They're just like, look, hey man, you didn't like it the one time, so you'll never like it again. Yeah, fair enough. Here today, gone tomorrow. But, but yeah, that uh, that crispy beef, the stuff looked pretty good. I have to look at that. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna click it then, aren't you? I do watch a lot of uh, a lot of cooking stuff on YouTube. Um, yeah, because I've always said that cooking, watching cooking shows or watching cooking recipes doesn't make me hungry 
well, that makes one of us. Yeah, because well, I, I can watch Food up. Network all day and never actually want to eat anything. A uh, friend of ours, Mike, sent me a um, sent me a video today on Instagram about somebody who made um, who basically dipped slices of bananas in pancake batter and then basically made banana pancakes. I don't know what you'd call that. Is it banana stuffed, small banana stuffed pancakes? Hmm. Yeah. I was like, that's ingenious. Now, I didn't think at that point, the thought that crossed my mind wasn't, I'm going to make these. The thought that crossed my mind was, well, what else could I dip in pancake batter to make slip slippery slope s- stuffed pancakes? Yeah, exactly. That's and a, then slippery slope. And then the thought that crossed my mind was, well, wait a minute. Why? Why don't I make like pancake balls? In like a uh, in like those takoyaki uh, makers, you know, like the the octopus ball things. And then I realized, yeah, is that just a donut? No, no. What what what's a donut? Takoyaki? It's, no, I'm saying what what you're talking about: pancake batter in a ball. Isn't that just what a donut is? No, I guess a donut's more cake. But it well it depends because there's there's different types of donuts. There's cake donuts. And then there's like the like the lighter airy donuts. Like if you were to get a like the old fashioned donut at Dunkin Donuts and the glazed donut are two different types of dough. Sure. Two different things. So would it be more? And I don't think and and a donut, I wouldn't consider like either of those things because they're lighter, fluffier, airy. But they at the same time, they don't have like the I'm going to call it the uh, the dough caverns that you'd find in a glazed donut. You know what I mean? I mean, your your idea is not uh, unique here because no. I just typed in pancake. I found a lot ball, of them. I found a lot of these. Everywhere. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and, and it's actually, everywhere. it's a Swedish thing. Um, they have a name for it as well, and they actually sell specific uh, type of skillets, different pans. There's a takoyaki, and there's a Abel Skiver pan. That's the one. Oh. So that's basically what the Swedish pancakes are, which are like these balls. And I've actually had them before. I had them in Portland once. But I could use those if I got them and I really wanted to make these stuffed pancakes. I could do that because what am I thinking? Duh. Same thing anything would anybody would think of in this situation. Matcha truffle pancakes. How are you not a thousand pounds? Not only am I not a thousand pounds, I'm actually down. I am almost 10 pounds lighter than I was a month ago. God, it's infuriating. (laughs) It really is. (laughs) But I haven't done anything like that in the last month. I've actually been making like healthier things. Like I made oat matcha pancakes. Oat matcha pancakes. They were good. And tomorrow, I'm going to make whole wheat waffles. So there you go. Baby steps. Baby steps. You can do this. You can do this too. It's unfair. What's unfair about it? It's unfair. You you can sit here and eat pancakes and lose weight. (laughs) (laughs) They're whole wheat. They're healthier. Make them healthier. (laughs) Sure. It's all about understanding, you know, calories in, calories out. Dropping down, got only only a couple pounds to go, and then then I'm basically at what my goal is, which is about the weight of your like one leg. (laughs) (laughs) Might be, yeah, one thirty. That's the goal. I'm like one thirty, one thirty two point eight. I've been one thirty two point eight for the last four days. It's amazing, one hundred thirty pounds, man. It's amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's what's going on. So yeah, there's the quick breakfast update. There's a bit about my YouTube preference. Anything you want to talk about before we start? No, I've got nothing. <laughs> I've got nothing as interesting as those two things. Well, they are they are really interesting. You're right about that. 
Um, so yeah, let's get us some news here. Picked out some stuff. Got an eclectic mix of news articles here. I don't have anything political, so but we got three stories that you can choose from. So your choices are. Uh, oh, you know, Kim Jong-un. He's still alive. Allegedly. Antarctica. And Jeff Tubin. Oh, Jeff Tubin's back. Let's save him for last. Let's okay. do Antarctica first. All right. All right. I thought it sounded like you were going to say something else, but no, I was waiting for you to start. Got it. The way you're, it doesn't matter. Okay, here we go. Read from the AP, the source that I consider real news. Ice shelf protecting Antarctica glacier is breaking up faster. Of course it is. <laughs> yep. Like, like, are we ever going to see news where it's like Antarctica's fine? Keep doing what you're doing. <laughs> well, you know what's interesting about that is recently I've thought about putting this into the uh, doing this in the reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish. But this is a this is a good place to talk about it. Is so in the last week there were or in the last couple of weeks, let's say there was articles that come out that kind of that can in a way vindicate what Trump said at various points in the last year about coronavirus one the lab leak theory is getting traction and people want answers on it and that was something that trump kind of jumped the gun on and jumped on that theory saying it was a at least from a lab and then two is hydroxychloroquine there's a study that shows in extreme cases with high doses of hydroxychloroquine and another drug it can actually reduce death in uh in like people on ventilators basically so it's trump right well that's the question right <laughs> so all these people like follow the science he's 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 hawking a bunch of uh bad drugs that are going to make people worse he's going to kill people by telling people to take this drug nothing's tested nothing's tested and then it turns out well you know he might have been right maybe not like pop him like tic tacs like he was kind of saying he was doing but um and he obviously said some other dumb shit but how do you address something like that when a everybody is going to attack the guy for everything he says, right? And if you evaluate the facts at the moment, it's too early to just lay out something like a fact when it hasn't been thoroughly vetted and you go with the data at the time. And if the data at the time says this is not the case, then it's not. And if the data, but then later on, if you find out it's right, then you say, okay, well then. That's what it is now. So I guess that's right. What do you do if maybe you find out in 20 years that they were right? And yeah, the Antarctica is actually fine. Well, look, I mean, I always think about as a kid. I don't know if you remember this when we used to talk about in the States, the ozone layer, right? Sure. It was like nonstop. Like there's a hole in the ozone layer above Australia. Yeah. And we have to do our part to save the planet. When's the last time you heard about the hole in the ozone layer? That's a good question. <laughs> oh, you know when? You know what it was? When I got, as I call it, comically sunburn in Fiji. And I believe you were the one who told me that's where the hole in the ozone layer was. And yeah, that's, but that's why my I point, got though. so like, burned. But that's my point. You don't hear anyone saying anything about it, right? So I'm I just I just typed in is there still a hole in the ozone layer? Are you in the Discover magazine article that says what happened to the hole in the ozone layer? 
Yes. That's what I'm looking at, right? Because I'm trying to figure out, does this still exist? And apparently, it seems to be all over the place. Because, yes, the sun down here in New Zealand and Australia and Fiji is extreme. I've gotten sunburned here, which is weird. Because I used to never get sunburned. Hmm. So there's something here. But you'd never hear anyone saying, like, hey, guess what? The hole in the ozone layer keeps getting bigger. Because as I keep going down my Google search... Uh, ozone, ozone hole is the smallest in record, right? And then it's saying record-breaking 2020 ozone hole closes. So, like, so has it, it closed up? Is it fixed? And you don't ever hear anyone being like, hey, guys, guess what? All the recycling and stuff you did as a kid, it really paid off. Good work. You just don't hear anything about it anymore, which is why history is written by the by the winner. So yeah. poor Trump might be right on some things, but he lost. <laughs> So get out. That's how it works, right? And those people are still there. I mean, he's not He's not gone. Just like he's Hillary, like, right? Hillary was, uh, you know, crooked Hillary and emails and all that stuff. No, Hillary she's, lost. She's gone. She's gone. But Trump Trump went out like the emperor. Strike me down and I will be more powerful than you could have. Wait a minute. That wasn't him that said that. But maybe he did. Regardless, he is. That, that's kind of what happened, right? He basically forced ghosted and now everybody's like, he, he can kind of do whatever he wants. Every, the spirit of it is still out there. You know, find him on some robot crane later on. Star Wars Episode Nine is silly. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. So yeah, I guess we fixed it, right? I guess, but this is the point, right? Like when they're going to give you all the bad news, and they're never going to tell you when it's like, hey, guess what? You're, you know, you using less plastics actually is awesome, and we fixed it. So you know, you can maybe use a little bit of plastic again. Instead, there's a lot of fear mongering about a lot of this stuff when. Yeah. I mean, look, are we going to are we going to see the total effects of all this crap in 20 years? Maybe. But what happens when we don't? Is someone going to go, hey, so we kind of maybe overestimated that our massive use of plastic was going to destroy the earth. Then what do we yeah. do? Yeah. I don't know. That's the only point I'm making. It's the only yeah, but the, the everything has got the extreme. Otherwise, it's not an interesting story for the news, which is driven like basically capitalism drives everything. Right. So if you're not driving clicks or viewership and you're not engaging them with extreme opinions one way or the other, then there's nothing really to talk about. Right. They're not going to talk about it. So ozone, big problem, big problem. And then it's like, well, maybe not. You don't cover that because the first one is a lot more interesting and engaging, like the doomsday scenario. Yeah. I mean, you could even liken that to coronavirus in a way, which is why it became why it became so political, because one side was like, well, lockdown, everybody stay home, don't do anything. And then the other side was like, no. And then there's your sides. There wasn't you couldn't have anything in the middle. Like, go ahead, do whatever you want, but wear masks. That's well, that that disrupts both sides. <laughs> yeah. Point of view. Right. So. Because realistically, you look at the actual data and what came through, and it's like, if you had coronavirus death toll rate, I guess, at the end of the day, settled in about, what, like, less than 0.5% people died, then there's a lot of other data about people who had, um, you know, long-haul symptoms and other issues. It was super contagious. Tons of people would have been infected. But at the end of the day, you know, 90% of people who got it at the lowest, at the lowest estimate would have been fine. Right? It's probably fair to say at this point. Yeah, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. So 
super extreme. Got to go with one or the other because that's the story, right? But the story isn't that. The narrative is everybody do whatever you want because it's not deadly. That's that's the right. And then the left is everybody stay home and don't do shit because you're going to kill everybody. <laughs> Those are your options. That's it. Yeah. By the way, I got this ad. Buy two, get one free on an Ichiran ramen kits. Are those kits any good? Have you no have idea. you gotten one of those kits? Never got one of these. Do you want one? Um, not really. Because I <laughs> could just like go get it. I could just get. Or you it. can just make your own ramen. I think making that might be the only thing that might bring me back to eating meat. Is if I ever decide to just go all in and try to figure out how to make the perfect tonkatsu. I'm curious. It sounds like it a lot of work. Me. It sounds like a lot of work. It intrigues me because you got to let stuff simmer for a long time and then you come yeah. back to it. It's uh, I, I like the pr- – I'm learning. I enjoy the journey more than the end <laughs> of things. The process of doing stuff is way more fun than when you're done. Very uh, philosophical. Which is kind of uh, what it's supposed to be, I guess. But, you know, I tend to not joy- enjoy things when you get there. You're like, well, okay. Yeah. It's, so one box will it. make – one box of this will make three three bowls of ramen. Oh, that's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> One bowl of ramen, 531 calories, actually less than I thought it would be. Um, Man, the itchy ramen in New York was whoa, so expensive. How much, how much sodium do you think is in one bowl of <laughs> All of it. <laughs> in, all in, the mil- in milligrams, how much oh, do you Oh, God, think? all the sodium. What's your daily? Is your daily 3,000? 2,000. 2,000. Oh, then I'm going to say three times that. I'm going to say it's 6,000. No, it's 3,068, <laughs> which is a lot. It's a hundred. I mean, when you're putting all values of your daily value in excess of 100%, literally says 133% of your daily sodium intake. I'm convinced that the only thing that allows for Japanese people to live so long is that their breakfast sucks. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's I mean, wild but that, but that breakfast is super salty too. Like the yeah, amount of sodium in the, fish, in the yeah. Japanese diet, they might not eat a lot of fat or eat a lot of sugar, but man, do they eat a lot of salt. But that salt, old salty fish in the morning, man, oh, it's the worst. But is this one of those things where salt is not as bad as they said it was for you? Like, it's not good for you, right? If you drink enough water, right, salt's not a big deal. But it, you you got to go all in on the water. I think that's the most people don't drink near, and myself included, right? When I'm really focusing on exercising and being healthy, I'll drink a ton of water. When I don't, I'll forget to drink water. Oh, really? And I, I think that's the problem. Most, the people don't, most people don't drink enough water. Well, maybe that's why I'm so fit. I mean, not fit, but that's why I'm so not as I'm not like I'd have blown up even with my bad dietary habits. Oh, no, give it, <laughs> <laughs> give, 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 give it time. But I've been able to keep keep balance because of the fact that I'm always drinking water or some liquid that is not awful for me. So, you know, and of course, let's not forget the fact that my blood is about 50% matcha. Well, that, and to be fair, you've got the bladder of a small chipmunk. So you tend to flush things out quite quickly. It's an overestimation. Let's talk about Antarctica. A critical Antarctic glacier is looking more vulnerable as satellite images show the ice shelf that blocks it from collapsing into the sea is breaking up much faster than before and spawning huge icebergs, a new study says. The Pine Island Glacier's ice shelf loss accelerated in 2017, causing scientists to worry that with climate change, the glacier's collapse could happen quicker than many centuries than the many centuries predicted. 
The floating ice shelf acts like a cork in a bottle for the fast-melting glacier and prevents its much larger ice mass from flowing into the ocean. The ice shelf has retreated by 12 miles, 20 kilometers, between 2017 and 2020, according to a study in Friday's Science Advances the crumbling shelf was caught on time-lapse video from a European satellite that takes pictures every six days. Quote, you can see stuff just tearing apart, end quote, said study lead author Ian Johein, J-O-U-G-H-I-N, Jogan, Jolfin? Either of those. <laughs> anyway, a University of Washington glaciologist. That's really specific. Yeah, I, I mean, look, there, there's thing. for all the people who think like there's a niche for everybody. <laughs> the weird thing you like, you can be employed in it now. So what do you what do you what do you do? I'm a glaciologist. Oh, it's yeah. very interesting. Go on. What is that? What is, <laughs> it's like it's, well, pretty obviously I studied glaciers and that's it. <laughs> One thing. That's it. What do you know about penguins? Nothing. Nothing. I just know about Nothing. glaciers. I'm a glacier, not a not a penguinologist. A glaciologist. <laughs> penguinologist. That sounds like a fun job. Morgan Freeman dabbled in that once. Quote, so it almost looks like the speed up itself is weakening the glacier. And so far, we've lost maybe 20% of the main shelf. End quote. Between 2017 and 2020, there were three large breakup events creating icebergs more than five miles, eight kilometers long and 22 miles, 36 kilometers wide, which then split into lots of litter of littler pieces. Jogan said, I'm going to call him Jogan. It's fun. There's also there also were many smaller breakups. Quote, it's not at all inconceivable that the whole shelf itself could give way within a few years. And quote, Jogan said, quote, I'd say that's a long shot, but not a very long shot. End quote. All right, well, that's not very specific, Mr. Glaciologist. Jogan tracked two points on the main glacier and found they were moving 12% faster towards the sea starting in 2017. Quote, so that means 12% more ice from Pine Island going into the ocean that wasn't there before. End quote. The Pine Island Glacier, which is not on an island, doesn't have pine trees, is one of two side-by-side glaciers in western Antarctica that ice scientists worry most about losing on, the, on that continent. The other is the Thwaites Glacier. Pine Island contains 180 trillion tons of ice, the equivalent of 1.6 feet, half a meter, of sea level rise, and is responsible for about a quarter of the continent's ice loss. Quote, Pine Island and Thwaites are our biggest worry right now, our biggest worry now because they are falling apart, and then the rest of West Antarctica will follow according to nearly all models, end quote, said University of California, Irvine's ice scientist, Isabel Vel- Velicagna. Okay, who wasn't part of the study. While ice loss is part of climate change, there was no unusual extra warning in the region that triggered this acceleration, Jogan said. Quote, these science, these science results continue to highlight the vulnerability of Antarctica, a major reservoir for potential sea level rise. And quote, said Twila Moon, a national, a national snow and ice data scientist who wasn't part of the research. Quote, again and again, other research has confirmed how Antarctica evolved evolves in the future will depend on human greenhouse gas emissions end quote so what happens like this stuff flows this stuff all sinks and then all of a sudden there goes miami like is that is yeah, that what this does that, that, i mean that's always that's been what my happens understanding. right yeah that's always been my understanding like low sea level areas are screwed so yeah miami is gonna all be underwater <laughs> soon very well, he's soon. saying that right wasn't miami supposed to be underwater according to al gore like 10 years ago yeah, and that's why it's hard to believe some of this stuff because I mean, look, I'm I'm, I'm being facetious here because science changes and 
things change. But yeah, like lower lowland areas are going to start to flood. That's why, I mean, even here in New Zealand, right? Like buying a place near the beach is going to be uninsurable in about 20 years. Yeah, you're wrong. everyone is, I mean, New Zealand is as close as close to Antarctica than most places in the world, right? Maybe some, you know, a couple places in Argentina and stuff that actually connect. But New Zealand's pretty close. We get all of Antarctica's weird cold weather this time of year. Yeah. And yeah, there's places here that are going to just flood in 20 years because the water level is going to rise so many, you know, so many feet. It's places in New so, York. Yeah. 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 I mean, it all, it all makes sense, right? You're dropping. I mean, it makes places like Canada all of a sudden, like Russia's going to have a big boom because that weather's going to look real nice, right? <laughs> all that uninhabitable crap north of Canada and Russia is going to be pretty awesome once the water's lot rise. I think that's and pretty once cool. Things right? get a little like, warmer. So you're going to start yeah. buying land up there? Yeah, like, you know, Nashville becomes coastal and, you know, the middle of Newfoundland is a is a is a nice little spot to live. You looking at a map right now? Try to find no. uh no? no, I just huh? said that off the top of my head. I think Newfoundland is actually I was actually thinking of what's the big uh Northwest Territory, right? That's the big empty spot. In Canada? That's not Newfoundland. Newf- Newfoundland is northeast. Yeah, I'm I'm talking about the big giant providence that has nothing in it but moose. <laughs> <laughs> right yukon is it is it yukon no it's a big area I'm, I'm scrolling through i'm scrolling over because now it puts me in new zealand so it takes me a while to get to canada so i'm over here in canada i'm talking yeah. about northwest territory that's what i'm talking about yeah northwest territory is not newfoundland no that that's what i'm saying you said i'm looking at a map i was like no because i said newfoundland yeah, and I, yeah I know what i was saying that's northeast so the yukon is is northwest and then the northwest territory there's literally just a place called the northwest territory so that's what you're talking yes, about because there's literally nothing there. dead center there's yellow knife <laughs> and that's it that sounds cool i'm sure yellow, yellow knife is a beautiful place to see you know stars and stuff but i clicked on yellow knife there's there's a single airport in yellow knife and there's drop, a couple of uh, hotels that are super expensive but there's nothing. The photo is of like buffalo and polar bears and caribou, and it looks cold. Them. You can't even yeah. drop a Google man in there. Yeah, but you do get to see like the northern lights and stuff from up there, which is pretty awesome. Oh, that's where you go for it? Yeah, it's one of the places in. Yeah, like they've got a little ice sculpture. Like there's nothing up here, but yeah, go to look up Yellowknife, Yellowknife Northwest Territories. So there's people that live up there, but just think that will become. Like what, you know, what some coastal areas are around, you know, the Great Lakes, right? That might become like your Toronto in a couple of years. How fun would that be? I don't know. They need a bigger airport, right? Yeah. The, the airport's tiny. They'd get there. <laughs> they'd get there. Yeah. There's places in the, in the U.S. So, yeah, like Philly would be your uh, be your coastal town. Once yeah. New Jersey's right? like underwater. How, that'd be weird. Like D.C. is like a coastal, uh, coastal little location. So how bad could it be, right? There's plenty of land we don't use. So one man's loss is another man's gain. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> I guess so. Right. I mean, you're basically, you're, you're, dropping, you're dropping ice in the glass, right? That's kind of the best, uh, that's the best analogy here. And this yeah. is basically, I mean, the, the like shelf you, is what's keeping that ice from falling in. You know, it's like getting into a bathtub and then you it overflows because you realized you shouldn't have filled the water to the top. Yep. It's simple as that. Man, all these rich people who got these condos or these beach houses. Oh, they'll find a way out of it. They'll claim the insurance before uh, they're uninsurable. Rich people always win. Yeah, but there's also like, you know, broke sea towns. Like, you know, a lot of these places in Jersey, like they got screwed with Sandy. Like that buried a lot of these people. Yeah. Like the locals there aren't, aren't balling by any stretch. No. 
far I mean, as I understand. You can even think of islands, though, like Haiti, right? And yeah. DR and some places that are just going to be heavily devastated by the rising of the ocean levels and like animals and stuff as well, right? Like animals that call some of these areas habitats are going to lose their habitats. And now you're starting to get like Florida, Florida um, panthers and stuff like going further north. Yeah. Because, you know, they're like, well, I can't, I'm, you know, wh- where am I going to go? All my, all the wetlands and stuff are, are going, they're, they're disappearing. So, yeah, there is, but you would imagine there is, there is a calculatable maximum, right? Like you would have to know how much ice from Antarctica, like there is land in Antarctica. It's not all ice. Yeah. So if all that ice fell into the ocean, like how much, how far would the oceans rise? Because yeah, then you would have be to able take to the sell volume of like, ice on Antarctica and figure out how much when it melts does it add to the water? Does it add to the, the ocean? highest level the sea? Let's see. Like, what does is it ever get to a point? The sea can go. Does it ever get to the point that the only melts. place you can like hang out is like Everest? <laughs> all right, let's see. How would the sea level change if all glaciers melted? From US, USGS.gov. There's still some uncertainty about the full volume of glaciers and ice caps on Earth, but if all of them were to melt, global sea levels would rise approximately. You want to guess? What's the measurement? Meters. Feet? Well, Meters. I got them in both. I got them in both. Okay. Uh, I'm going to say, I don't know. That's a good question. Like, I mean, that's a lot of water. Like, if it rises 50 feet, we're screwed. Yeah. So I'm going to say 50 feet. Yeah. How about 230? Okay. Wow. (laughs) Yeah. So it says approximately 70 meters, approximately 230 feet, flooding every coastal city on the planet. So every coastal city on the planet. So yeah, Yeah, if you're... That's that's me. That's you. So if if you're in Nashville, you're good. You're good if you're in the middle of the the middle of nowhere somewhere. So all I those think, big city coastal people making fun of the guy who lives in uh, who lives in Oklahoma. He's going to get the last laugh because you're coastal. I'm coastal. L.A.'s coastal. Miami's coastal. Everywhere's coastal except for Oklahoma City. That's not coastal. Let's see sea level map. I'm curious to know how how high above sea level I am right now. Where do I find that? Sea level map showing level above. Because in Wellington, where I am, right? In Wellington, I've seen this map in Wellington. I'll I'll tell you real quick. In Wellington, right? Where when I was looking at buying houses, one of the things that you look at is how close are you to the sea because of tsunamis, right? We get lots of earthquakes. And the last thing you kind of want to do, as great as as it is to live by the sea, is you don't want to be woken up at two in the morning after an earthquake and have to go drive or walk somewhere that's a high, you know, that's high level away from tsunamis. Yeah. So I could tell that all pretty much there's a big portion of area around Wellington that's like a no go. That as soon as there's a tsunami, you're done. Um, but you know, as you get more inland, right, Wellington, you've been here. It's pretty hilly. There's there's lots of mountains and lots of you know lots of high elevation. Uh, so I am okay where I live now. Yeah. Well, I'm in trouble. Because uh, I'm only I'm only uh, 24 meters above sea level, or 78.7 feet. So I'm swimming. I'm swimming if this happens. So yeah, man. okay. Let me see. Let me see if I can find the actual elevation of where I am. Oh, I have the. Uh, I'll send you the link yeah, of this uh, elevation map finder, and you can see exactly where you are and see if you're really safe. 
because you might want to might want to adjust that insurance claim. Not that I'm saying all these all this ice is going to melt, but that's all the icebergs in the world melting. So yes, if that that's a lot of ice, actually, yeah. So you're you're talking you know probably thousands of years until that happens. But again, if you're talking about a gradual process that takes thousands of years, let's say it takes on the low end, right? 2000 years. Um, if that's the case, then 70 meters, you'd be halfway there. I'm basically, how, how far did I say I was? Let's see. What did I say? 70 feet? Yeah, I'm two, I'm 300 feet. So 23 feet. Yeah, I'm 300 feet above sea level. 300 feet. All right, you're safe. Yes. You're good. Yeah. And I'm not. I better, you know. No, you're, <laughs> you're in trouble. Better figure out an exit strategy in case, in case things escalate pretty quickly here. Or find a place yeah. with uh, some higher elevation. I mean, once you go inland, you're fine. Or I guess we can stop using fossil fuels and, and you know, burning holes in ozones and heating up the earth. It's too late. The sun's not going away. No. And, and once, the sun, and once, the, sun, <laughs> and the, sun and once the sun blows, away, blows up, yeah, it's like it doesn't make Yeah, difference. we're done anyways. It's all pointless. All right. Anything else you anything else to say on this article? No, nothing. I've got nothing. There's I mean, what do we do? We stop using stuff, but you know, better public transportation. I think you you try to find a way to cool it off. Try to find a way to get some powerful refrigeration. Yeah. That's what you gotta do. You gotta get up there with some ice packs. You know yeah. those 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 igloo guys. They seem to be up to something. Yeah, they seem to Keep figure it out. Cool. Yeah. Or what Yeti? Those Yeti coolers. They're pretty popular. <laughs> Tell them to figure something out. Yeah. I mean, spend that money. Let's government fund Yeti. They've been able to keep things cool for a long time. They built a business on it. Yeah. I mean, we look. We fixed the ozone layer. Why can't we fix this? They're gonna be. They're gonna be. There's gonna be articles in 200 years about how there's too much, too many glaciers. Ice. Man, it's too, too much ice. Hey, look, Yet- if it wasn't for a glacier, the Titanic would still be here. That's a good point. Melt them all. So, Melt them all. Yeah. Uh, let's talk about what Lil' Kim is up to these days. Oh, wow. <laughs> that all <took> right. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of things that might end end the world. Um, now, I don't like reading from Business Insider. I think they have some of the most clickbaity articles, but sometimes you just get something that's too good not to click. And this is one of those cases. So reading from Business Insider, Kim Jong-un declares K-pop a vicious cancer that threatens North Korean culture. Wow. All right. Now I have the the top hits here, but I'm just going to read the article because it's really, I'm pretty sure the article is shorter than the, than the four lines they put here. North Korean leader Kim Jong-un called K-pop a vicious cancer and painted it as a threat to his country. That'll be North Korea for you guys uh, trying to figure that out. Even though I just said that. You get it. The North, the New York Times reported that Kim Jong-un made the comments as part of a broader campaign against the catchy music genre that originated in South Korea. He said it harmed the attire, hairstyles, speeches, behaviors of North Koreans. The Times <laughs> the reported. <hairstyles. laughs> you know it does. You know it's true. You know all of that is true, by the way. The uh, Times- I, I just always think of his hair. <laughs> it's like, is that is that what we're trying to keep to? I mean, yeah, I guess. The Times, the Times reported that state media said it could it could make North Korea crumble like a damp wall. Never, that's, that's, that's specific. A, <laughs> that's a strange. Is that how walls crumble? Again, yeah, I guess if it's damp, a dry wall doesn't hold up very well. It depends on the wall material, right? 
Insider previously reported that North Korea has has been cracking down on foreign culture influences. The Times reported that North Korea made a new law in December that could give people up to 15 years in labor camp for consuming South Korean entertainment. That's the whole article. Like I said, there's like three bullet points here that say exactly the same thing. All that, even the damp wall crumbling part. I've got a BBC article that talks about the law in about like this war without weapons. Um, so they're apparently, I'm going to read from this, is from the BBC News. Why Kim Jong-un is waging war on slang genes and foreign films. So Yoon Mi-so said she was 11 when she first saw a man executed for being caught with a South Korean drama. His entire neighborhood was ordered to watch. If he didn't, it would be classed as treason, she told the BBC from her home in Seoul. The North Korean guards were making sure everyone knew the penalty for smuggling illicit videos was death. Um, so imagine being in a constant state of lockdown with no internet, no social media, or only a few state-controlled television channels designed to tell you what the country's leaders want you to hear. This is life in North Korea. And now its leader, Kim Jong-un, has clamped down further, introducing a sweeping new law against what the regime describes as reactionary thought. Anyone caught with large amounts of media from South Korea, the United States, or Japan now faces the death penalty. Those caught watching face prison camp for 15 years. And it's not just about what people watch. Mr. Recently, Mr. Kim wrote a letter in state media calling the country's youth league, calling on the country's youth league to crack down on unsavory, individualistic, anti-socialist behavior among young people. He wants to stop foreign speech, hairstyles, and clothes, which he describes as dangerous poisons. Um, so yeah, this is they are going to cut themselves from the outside world. And what I would say is what. Living in a foreign country from America, I've now learned you know, our greatest export is our culture, period. Yeah. There's nothing greater that America has exported. And I would say Japan is is a close second recently, right? I mean, Korea, don't forget, BTS is Korean. And they, they have a Happy Meal now. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, of course they do. Because you know what? I've it might not be a Happy Meal. It might, it might just their, be a meal. BTS. Their McDonald's. new song is catchy. BTS makes catchy hits. I've listened to their new song. And their music videos it's are very, insane. very catchy. Yeah. And they all, you know, there's seven of them and they multiply. It's crazy. So I, I get why the media is threatening. Like for American culture, again, like there's so much of American culture everywhere in the world because of our media, right? Like, I mean, the fact that people care about friends, about six unrealistic white New Yorkers. That, that's a global thing. That's not just a, a United States media thing. That's around the world. So Western culture's greatest, uh, you can say, addition or subtraction from society, from culture, is media, right? So I get, I get why he would think this, why he would say, wait a minute, you know, you want to watch kids wearing jeans and having fun and doing all this stuff when I need you to do what I need you to do. I need you to go to work to keep our little weird thing going. So if you all of a sudden want to start wearing jeans and putting on skincare makeup, look, when we walked around South Korea, right, I mean, we, me and you could have come out there looking real pretty with the amount of skincare for men and women we saw walking around South Korea. Dude, I've, never, I've never seen such good hair in my life. It's amazing. Beautiful skin, beautiful hair. It was amazing. And so I can see why Mr. Kim is not a fan of this. I get it. Uh, but I don't know if he can stop this. Yeah, because it's one of those things where censorship doesn't really work. Well, they it can, can try. It can. Right? I, I, I want to. Well, first, I want to take a sidebar. I think I need to go to McDonald's to try this BTS meal. Because well, I'm going to explain. I'm going to tell you. 
I'm going to read the, the description from the McDonald's website. So it's a 10. Uh, let's see here. So now here's how it starts. Get the BTS meal today. You can, you can, blah. now you can order like BTS with new limited time sauces to try an exclusive behind the scenes content updated weekly only in the app. There's oh, never been a sucks. better reason to keep coming back. No, it what doesn't. A crappy I'm, meal. Yes, I'm it not, does. I'm, I'm not, it's, it's all about the sauce. It's a 10 piece, Awful. it's 10 piece chicken McNuggets. And then this is the part, the Cajun and sweet chili sauces. Because otherwise, that's really the only thing that separates it between that and a just a, piece whatever the hell a fries. number. Like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's exactly what it is. Because it's it's literally the exact same thing, except you get these two sauces. But remember, there was also the um, McDonald's now does these um, these meals. Who is they did it with a rapper last time? Who the hell was the guy? McDonald's. Rapper. God, I mean, the <laughs> ten piece chicken nuggets. If each member of BTS gets one, Travis who do you Scott, think they is did getting a Travis this? Scott meal. <laughs> oh God! Like what who was do you think giving the leftover nuggets? Do you know how many people are in BTS? Do you know that number? It's nine, right? Didn't they? No, six. No, I think there's seven of them. Oh, oh, I see. So that's what they said. Yeah, because yeah, the math so. was really weird the way it was written here. <laughs> the, explain this to me. 10-piece chicken McNuggets. If each member of BTS gets one, who do you think is getting the leftover McNuggets? Okay, so there is plural. Trick question. They obviously share those last three. Dividing. Do they, though? Because I don't think they do. <laughs> no, there's one guy that they don't like. There's got to be. And then, so they basically, so they cut yeah. the three in half. Six of them share it. And they sent the other guy to go get napkins, and then they were gone by the time he came back. How do you not like pair this with, you should have 10-piece chicken nuggets, a medium fries, and a bottle of soju? <laughs> that, should be, that should be the meal. You think they drink? You don't, they don't have, I think they have too much of a, like a pure image. Aren't they like the, the Korean Jonas Brothers in that way? Nah, but, but again, I think they're, I think they're, uh, again, they, like, one of these guys has died, right? Like, one of the... What? Wow. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Like, th- there's been multiple members of of BTS. Like, there's so many of them. They rotate people in and out. So, Kim Jong-hyun, this poor kid, uh, he was known, he was better known mononymously, so by one name, I guess, as Jong-hyun. Uh, he died by carbon monoxide poisoning at the age of 27. Oh, she is an unfortunate member of the 27 Club, and he was an ex-BTS member. So yeah, BTS, it's like one of those groups that, you know, you can just keep adding people in, and you're kind of fine. Yeah. Right? Like, there's seven of them. So if you lose two and replace with two more, it's fine. It's not like Destiny's Child, where all of a sudden it's like, oh no, those other two chicks disappeared, and let's just add another one in, and then eventually we'll just break up because Beyonce wants all the money. Like, yeah. you're not going to have that <laughs> problem. This was seven uh... of them. This was the Travis Scott meal. A quarter pounder with lettuce, pickles, onions, ketchup, mustard, cheese, and bacon. Medium fries with a side of barbecue dipping sauce and a medium Sprite. That's it. See, now that's a meal. Not 10-piece chicken nuggets and some sweet and sour sauce. That, hey, man, that just, that's just different kind of appeal because, I don't know, I'm, <laughs> I'm more it? down with that because it's got unique. At least that has a unique sauce. Unique. Those two sauces are not on the menu. They're not on the menu. Travis Scott's meal is literally a quarter pounder meal with barbecue sauce. <laughs> with bacon. <laughs> with barbecue sauce. Like, that's the meal. Like, what the hell? And then the second you change the soda, it doesn't, it's not even the meal anymore. 
I don't yeah, get I it. Mean, I, I mean, I get it, right? Branding. Like in, in Korea, right? They, they had that, that fried chicken, that delicious fried chicken. Oh, Korean fried chicken? Hell yeah. So, yeah, I mean, awesome. I would have like, why didn't they change the coating of this? So it's actually like the Korean fried chicken coating. They couldn't figure it out. Yeah, they couldn't figure it out. They can't Shame. even keep. They had spicy chicken nuggets and they were gone in like a month and they were delicious. They were gone. They just got rid of them. So I, I can see why 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 Kim is like if you're a North Korean kid and you hear this BTS song and then you see in these Happy Meals and these spices, I get why all of a sudden you would start questioning like, you know what? I understand that socialism is supposed to be b- the for the greater good. But man, those guys look like they're having fun and they're eating well, too. Yeah. And well, that guy's kind of cute. I want to go join him. <laughs> you were talking about how culture and things will bring down you know, that could bring it down and all that. I actually yes. liken it to, I had a theory. And I, I mean, it's still possible, but it's, it's highly unlikely, which is that basically the internet was going to be the downfall of extreme religions, specifically things like, uh, Hasidic, Hasidic Jews mm. or Orthodox How's Jews who live in these communities. <laughs> it's not, that's the thing. It doesn't because they, they got such a, a tamp down on it and they get people in it so young that that's just how it goes and that's your life and then honestly they get people married and and having kids so damn early that if by the time you even get the thought of leaving it's too late it's too late you're stuck and you got eight kids by the before you're 30 <laughs> like that's kind of how I, it goes i just think over time as as it becomes like at some point you're going to struggle to find cash. Like you struggle to get people to pay with cash here in New Zealand now. Right. So I I just think as the world continues to evolve, eventually it's going to become unavoidable where you're just going to have to have some type of connection or machine to be able to do daily things. Again, it might not be in five years, might not be in 10 years, might take 20, 30, 40 years, but that's very clearly where we're going. So I don't know how he stops this without completely destroying because right there's one thing if you don't actually pick up on this technology maybe you have a certain division because at some point you're going to want electric cars right like at some point you're going to want some of this cool stuff because it no, actually makes you modern he's not in, he doesn't care they are look, so disconnected from, in, they have a hotel built that's like what like 30 percent completed on the inside but kind of looks completed on the outside like that place is so fucking weird to be on the rules so of how the happen? rest of the world works so what's going to happen when technology and specifically warfare technology progresses so quickly that he can't keep up? And then South Korea is just going to walk across that 30 parallel and go, look, we got these magical laser guns and you're still shooting with bullets. You should have watched the Internet. <laughs> you might have figured this out, right? Like that's got to happen at some point. He's still trying to figure out nuclear weapons and we got drones for stuff. Well, they He's got, already they got missiles. That's the thing is like you're basically – you you have this it's a really weird situation because you have this global it's literally on the global stage but you have this hostage situation where the the guy has the gun to the to the head of the hostage the hostage being south korea and any neighboring countries around it and north korea is holding the gun and that's why you can't just bust in there and be like why do we let this shit happen because there's so much that is some heinous shit happening in plain sight all the time and it's not just this this is just a silly version of what's going on but you know the guy's putting people in concentration camps he's killing family members like there there are people suffering 
Well, it's well, it's, it's, it's been going tale on in the stuff. open for yeah. years. For yeah, decades. it's hand, it's hand, it's Handmaid's Tale s stuff, right? Like I'm, I'm watching Handmaid's Tale. That shows a misery to watch, but it's very I have similar. Zero interest in watching that. I of course, you sh- and you shouldn't. It's it's not for you. <laughs> it's not it's not for you. Who's it? Who's it for? It's for. Uh, that's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I I would say right. It's, it's is it sort for the for, mas- is it for ma- misogynistic men? No, <laughs> it's not for mas- because I mean, they're maybe, not going to watch it. But I think it's. But even so, I would say that the women that maybe are looking at this, going, "There's there's parallels to this awful world to our own society," are tired of it as well because it's just it's getting to the point where we're kind of jumping the shark here. It's getting a little rough. Um, but that's what I'm talking. Like it's that thing where you try to cut all this stuff off. But you know, then uh, the elite people have access to stuff still, right? Like, do you think Kim's not on the internet watching YouTube? Oh, for sure, he's got all that. He, stuff. He, and you know, he's playing games. You know, he's over there playing StarCraft. Like, come on now. Like, he's over there. He's probably the one little dot when you connect in and you see one little ping on North Korea. That's probably him. He's up playing games, watching TV. I mean, he's a big basketball fan, right? So, like, doesn't he, look like he's he, a. Big, he doesn't look like he's a big uh, big baller though. He's not a player. He's a watcher. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> he's a yeah. consumer. That's what I'm saying. He's a consumer in all forms. So you, you're you going to tell me that he's not online watching things that he shouldn't be watching? Of course he is. And so are the people that are around him. It's just to keep the general masses down, to keep them in their place. And I think eventually young people will rebel against this because they're going to feel that they're getting left out as people start to leave and people start to realize, ah, there's a bit of a world outside of this. Sure, I, I, you know, everything is already decided for me here as long as I follow the rules. But, you know, BTS makes some catchy hits. I want to listen to the music. And then what are you going to do? Can't kill all of them. Yeah, that's true. So so that that building that I'm talking about is the uh, it's just so fascinating is the Ryugyong Hotel in North Korea. It's like that big pointy building in like the middle of Pyongyang. And. It is, um, I think that's, yeah, that's the city name. So here we go. It says the building is currently listed by the Guinness Book of World Records as being the tallest unoccupied building in the world. Wow. (laughs) Think about that. There are, there are buildings in New York that are maybe at like 50% capacity because it's basically just used for Chinese investors to park their money. Well, you you know what? We talked about Miami earlier. Miami is littered with that. Yeah, there and are yet, all sorts of brand new high rises that have like two people in them and the rest of the things are just empty. It's just yeah. a place for people to stash money. OK, now imagine a building in a country where only about, I don't know, 100 people in the entire country could even afford anything in it. Yeah, <laughs> it's 105 stories. Yeah, and it's it's, it's just like. And there's this weird ass thing. the The architecture style is neo futurism. That's cool. It's a fun way to explain yeah. it. So, so I'll, I'll read real quick some of the ways that they've gotten around this, right? Okay. Like, because that's the thing, right? Anytime you ban something, people are gonna people are gonna still do it. Absolutely. You're gonna stop people from listening to BTS, and instead, you're being forced to listen to that one song that yeah. they want you to listen to in the country. It's awful. Yeah, it's awful. It's a terrible so, song. Previous crackdowns only demonstrated how resourceful people have been in the circulating and watching foreign films, which are usually smuggled over the border from China. For a number of years, dramas have been passed around on USB sticks, which are now as common as rocks, according to Mr. Choi. They're easy to conceal, and they're also password encrypted. If you type in the wrong password three times in a row, the USB deletes its contents. You can even set it 
So this happens after one incorrect input of the password if the content is extra sensitive. That's cool. There are also many cases where the USB is set is set so it can only be viewed once on a certain computer. So you can't plug it into another device or give it to someone else. You only you can see it. So even if you wanted to spread it, you couldn't. Miso recalls how her neighborhood went to extreme lengths to watch films. She says that they once borrowed a car battery and hooked it up to a generator to get enough electricity to power television. She remembers watching a South Korean drama called Stairway to Heaven. This epic love story about a girl battling first her stepmother and then her cancer appears to have been popular in North Korea around 20 years ago. Mr. Choi says this is also when fascination of foreign media really took off with the help of cheap DVDs and CDs from China. So, yeah, like, I think that, like, people are always going to find a way around this. And as technology gets better, you can't really stop this. So I think slowly it starts to leak in and people start to leave. And especially when you're in a super oppressive government like this, this stuff will start to fall apart. I give it another 30 years before North Korea is done. Yeah. Who gets it? China or South Korea? South Korea. Mm. I don't think China because China's going to move on. China's going to move on to other. Stuff. I don't know, man. China, China has their their own thing. They they like they don't like giving up stuff. And for some reason, <laughs> they keep like if this is the hostage situation, China's like dug a tunnel through the through the floor and just keeps like giving shit to them for whatever reason. And they're the only ones. Yeah. So it's like you think they're going to let that go? It's like no. Oh look, look at this big ass unoccupied building. Maybe we could do something with it. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. I mean, they, the fact that they're as fascinated with this, I mean, this might as well be an extension of China. And then the fact that they do what they do in Hong Kong and then you got that stuff with Taiwan, they're very touchy feely. And, and China's got a shit ton of land already. They do. But it's not enough. It's not enough. They want they want some cool shit and they can build some cool shit in North Korea. That's that's a lot of, uh, you know, coastal property. It is. <laughs> so, so maybe if uh, the water starts to rise, North Korea is in trouble. Yeah. I mean, they, there you go. They can look at that as a long-term plan. And plus, they're the one. They're they're also doing a pretty good job of expediting that that sea level rise. Anyway, yeah, it's uh, it's a big mess. But there you go. Uh, K-pop is what may eventually end up liberating North Korea. We'll see. <laughs> it's going to be BTS who crosses the thirty-eighth parallel. Yeah. God, could you imagine if you could only listen? If the only song that was allowed allowed to be listened to in the states was the national anthem. Holy shit. That's a shitty song. There's no, like, is there any state, like, anthem that's actually a good song? State anthem? Like, like a national, like national anthem. anthem. Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, like a, an anthem. I mean, what do you mean by good state. song? Like, like it's not a pop song. Like, it's not going to be, I mean, not yet. Give it time. <laughs> Our national anthem will be a will be a song by, like a Beyonce. Uh, by, by, by Doja Cat in about 20 years. <laughs> That's fine. It's better than what we got. I think you like cycle that out. You get you get a whole album, and then you could go back and have the greatest hits. Now that's what I call albums. Now that's what I call you anthems. Just, you should just update the anthem every four years. The president should be allowed to pick which national anthem they want. Oh my god, that's a great idea. <laughs> that's a great idea. It doesn't even have to be like an original song, or better no, yet, you do it two ways. There's two options, right? You could pick a song of your choosing, or you pick the artist, just like they choose to make a portrait who the artist is that's going to do your portrait and you pick a uh, artist to do the anthem. For oh, the, and they've got to the make the song. Novels. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. That'd be cool. Who do you think? What Trump's picking YMCA song, right? No, 
the village people? He, they're all dead. Uh, but are he, they dead? Are, are they all that's dead? That's a good question. I have no idea. I just <laughs> pulled that out of my ass. I mean, what have they put out lately? What have you done for me lately, village people? Yeah, I don't. I don't know if they're all dead. They might no, be. No, he though. would pick Ted Nugent. Easy done. <laughs> Trump yeah, would pick Ted yeah. Nugent. Someone who voted for him. You think any of the village people would vote for Trump, even if they are alive? I don't know. Are maybe? The... I mean, the Beach Boys as well voted. They're big Republicans. There we go. So... Are the village people still alive? Um, just tell me. Uh, just Wikipedia. Let's see. <laughs> I mean, there's still One of these guys the was present. born in '51, so he's alive. Victor Willis still yeah, alive. He's only sixty-nine. So distractify.com this is definitely some clickbaity things there's a lot of village people i didn't realize there's so many of them let's see all right i can't yeah. i can't tell but anyway i guess some are still alive yeah he wouldn't choose right, so i guess he's people. picking he's I guess he's picking ted nugent huh interesting yeah, i mean ted i would have who do you think I, joe biden would have picked oh man <laughs> i was hank what is it hank williams <laughs> That the guy, what's the guy's <laughs> name? Uh, that's the country western. Is that yeah, yeah, Hank Williams. You'd pick Hank Williams, and his name, and then someone has to be like, uh, hey, uh, Mr. President, that dude died in 53. <laughs> <laughs> well, look, he's got a he's got a full Spotify playlist. Of Come songs, on, that's a good right? joke. Give me some goddamn <laughs> credit for that joke. I need some credit for that joke. <laughs> I was gonna roll past it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's too good to say. Because he's old. That's yes. why it's funny. I mean, on, on Biden's playlist, he's got MF Doom. He's got Salt and Pepper. He's got What a Man from Salt and Pepper. He's got Led Zip, Zeppelin. He's got Dua Lipa. He's got Mary J. Blige. He's got yeah, Bill Kamala, Withers. Kamala Harris makes his playlist for us. <laughs> That's what's going on. You think he's got Major Lazer? Major Lazer's on here. Steely Dan. I don't Dan. know what that is. All right, you don't Steely know Major Lazer? Oh, man. Steely, Steely Dan is probably what he'd go with. That sounds like closest to actually what he's listening to. <laughs> oh, man. He's got a Mac Miller song on here. So he's got a, he's sprinkling a few things for the young people. He'd do something. He'd either go like with some old classic guy or he'd go super creepy. He's like, yeah, I like Ariana Grande. It's like, all right, easy. Slow the fuck down. <laughs> Oh yeah, I like that. I think we should add that in where the president can pick their the national anthem for four years. So at every sporting event, you know, someone sings WAP. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> yeah, he'd probably pick that. I could see that. Who do you think who do you think Obama would have chosen? Now keep in mind you're working with two thousand eight. Yeah, so he probably would have picked. And I guess you could gone, renew in 2012. So you got Yeah, he would have gone more down the the Marvin Gaye route, the smooth and soulful route. Mm-hmm. And then what about in Where Bill Bill Clinton would have picked something. He would have picked some Lil' Kim songs or something nasty. <laughs> it's too late. That's 92. She came after that. 92 and 96. Oh, uh, yeah. Huh. Yeah, I don't know. Bill Clinton would have picked something something that would have been. I mean, he was a saxophone player, so he might have picked He might have picked some Kenny G. Yeah. Or um, what's that guy's name? Uh, when, when did Herbie Hancock show up? Old. <laughs> Long time ago. So, yeah. Yes, he would have been around might, by then. He's still alive. Herbie Hancock. Could have done that. That would have been dope. You get a Herbie Hancock uh, national anthem. I'd be up for that. Yeah. So every sporting event, you just got to hear this song by the person that they pick. I'd be. I'm down with that. I think we should do it. This is a good idea. This is a good idea. Lock it in. Make it happen. We fixed America. Although, <laughs> man, could you imagine somebody's going to pick some shitty song? That's the problem. Like, what? Oh God, because the Trump song would be all about Trump, right? Yeah, it was classic, like classic, Ted, just Ted Nugent's yeah. anthem 
would be all about shooting shit and how Trump's yes. great. Yeah. And melting snowflakes. Like that's what it would be about. I mean, that would have been fun for four but years. But that would be would fun been... for four years. You're right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> now for eight, it wouldn't be so fun. But for four, yeah, I'm down for it. I think every election that you win, even when you win after, if you go for two terms, the second term you get to pick a new song. Yeah. 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 Oh yeah, you have to. You can't have the same song for eight years. Doubt stays, it's welcome. Exactly. Yeah, this is a good idea. All right. Let's uh Let's get to this last story here. I'm not going to. This is a long ass story on CNN. So let's just talk about this for a second. Jeffrey Tubin back. Jeffrey Tubin is back on CNN eight months after exposing himself on Zoom. On Zoom. That is a headline from CNN business. <laughs> so this just happened yesterday. Eight months. Um, I'll just read a little bit here. Jeffrey Tubin returned to CNN as the network chief's legal analyst on Thursday, eight months after he exposed himself during a Zoom call with colleagues at The New Yorker. Tubin was interviewed by anchor Alyssa Cam- Allison Camrata on CNN Newsroom about that incident and about recent legal news. Quote, I feel like we should address what's happened in the months since we've seen you. End quote, Camrata said. She summarized the situation and said, quote, to quote Jay Leno, what the hell were you thinking? End quote. Tubin described himself as a, quote, flawed human being who makes mistakes, end quote, and said his conduct was, quote, deeply moronic and indefensible, end quote. He added, quote, I didn't think other people could see me, end quote, but he admitted that was no defense. In the interview, Tubin expressed apologies to his wife and family, to the people who were on the Zoom call that day, and to his colleagues. That basically gets it. I mean, I'm not going to read this fresh this shit because it goes on for a long, yeah. long time. Yeah. And but, I've got a USA um, Today article where someone goes, the problem with Jeffrey Tubin's apology. I just want to read one sentence from this or one paragraph from this. For it. Some viewers suggested Tubin's return was an apt reminder that a rich white man can do anything and lose nothing. Journalist Megan Kelly tweeted, there is not a woman alive who could have done anything close to what Jeffrey Tubin did, and in parentheses, not that one would, and kept her job. What Maybe a disgusting, should... incestuous boys club. So damn tired of it. Maybe they should try. <clears throat> now, I don't know if I agree with that. I don't either. That there's not a woman alive who could have done anything close to what Jeffrey Tubin did, not that one would, and kept her job. I don't believe that not that one would. Yeah. Right. I, I also, I I also don't believe about the in, in all of the Zoom calls that have happened over the last 18 months. You're going to tell me that there's not one woman who's been on a Zoom call without pants on. Oh, for sure. But but actually, like, getting, you know, getting into it. That's what it. I'm saying. You, you tell me tell me that, that there's not one? Oh, for sure. In the last year with the sample size of Now, there's millions? one that hasn't turned their camera on accidentally and exposed themselves. Sure, because we haven't heard about it. I mean, but to pretend, that, to pretend that women aren't doing this, I mean, women are making money by doing this. So to pretend that women are all holier than thou and aren't doing what Jeffrey Tubin did, just Jeffrey Tubin's an idiot and was showing himself off. Here we go. New York Post. Mexican senator accidentally goes topless on Zoom meeting. So that's what I mean. So like, let, let's be, Megan Kelly, let's not be sanctimonious here. Like, come on now. This is, Oof. you know, humans are kind of gross. Yeah. So Megan <laughs> Kelly wants to sit here and pretend that like, oh, women don't do these types of things. Sure they do. Daily Mail, when work from home goes wrong, woman forgot forgets to turn the camera off as she goes to toilet during a video conference call. Again, it happens. Now, again, like, like, like I get it. Like, he probably shouldn't be hired back. I get that part of it. 
But to pretend that, oh, Jeffrey Tubin, men are monsters because they do. Women are doing this too. Yeah. Now, are women getting hired back for their jobs? That I don't know. Tiffany Haddish accidentally exposes herself during a video call. Yeah. So Megan Kelly kick rocks. <laughs> yeah. Plus, she's one of those situations where it's not necessarily about the specific thing, right? Like, what did she do? She said some crazy, weird, racist, racist shit, yes. right? This is my point. And then she this lost her Twitter show. <laughs> and now look at where she is now. She's fine. She's got another show. Like, what does she do now? Megan Kelly. Yeah, she doesn't have that show, but it was weird that she had it to begin with. But what does she do now? She is. Um, uh, she's got some sort of show host. She's got some sort of show going on. I don't know. But I guess the question that. I wanted to bring up here is like this goes back to the whole cancel culture thing and all that stuff. It's like, what is the punishment for this? And is there meant to be no redemption for this guy? Eight months, assume he hasn't been paid. He's embarrassed. He's been shamed. His credentials are still the same. They haven't changed. He was just uh, jerking it at the wrong time. Him and uh, him and what's his name? Quest. Oh yeah, yeah. Except uh, except uh, Richard Quest wasn't on uh, wasn't on a Zoom call. I guess what he did colleagues. was way more criminal. He was way more criminal than yeah what happened yeah. And here, that dude, right? And that dude has a show. He's got multiple yeah. shows. <laughs> yeah. Quest means so, business. So yeah, I I don't like. Yeah, I agree with you. It's the irredeemable part of cancel culture, which apparently is not true. Because we keep seeing people actually getting second chances. So I would say that's the only thing where I would say you hear this yelling and screaming from people on social media. But the rest of us seem to understand that people are redeemable and should get second chances. Correct. It's that mob. Right? So, it's the mob yeah. that that is going after them that's sucking up the oxygen. Because you look up Jeffrey Tubin, this is one of the few articles that's actually like, this is a thing that's going on. And granted, it's from CNN. So they're going to be softer because they're the ones employing them. But yeah. it's... But the fact that most of the other articles are kind of shit talking it and being like, can't believe they're doing this or this is. Well, it's the fact that we don't get just objective news anymore. Someone's like, again, what I read is like someone's got to add their two cents in to every single thing instead of just telling me that this is what a company has decided to do. And so I don't think this is just, oh, men are allowed to do whatever they want and get away with it. I think it's literally looking at, hey, there's some financial benefits for us to be able to keep these people around to do the things that they do. Because Jeffrey Tubin, before this, was good at his job. Yeah. In some way, shape, or form, he was credentialed and good at, and good at his job. Now, is this one act or this one thing that is not criminal, right? He didn't go to jail. He didn't have any criminal charges pressed against him, not that I know of. And he's able to work. So because you're uncomfortable, because you want to make a statement about the rest of our culture with this doesn't mean that CNN has to follow what you believe. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I look, I don't, you know, one way or the other, I think the dude learned a very important lesson. Don't play with yourself when you're at work. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wherever that now, might be. Now, you would think you didn't need to learn that lesson, but you never got caught before. Now, you know. Maybe just wait until that meeting's over. Got a little too comfortable working from home. Sure. Right? Like, I think that's, and he almost ruined working from home for all of us. <laughs> so, <laughs> chill out, man. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, yeah, it sounds like we're on the same page here. 
So we don't need to dwell on it any longer. Welcome back, Jeffrey Tubin. I think uh, your name will forever oh. be a your your name will forever be a verb. You and you and you and Richard Quest because people seem to forget about Richard Quest. I'll never forget yeah. about Richard Quest. It's the guy that masturbated in Central Park. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, they keep firing all these uh, all these Trump guys. Like they got rid of um, old sweater vest guy uh, Rick Santorum. They got oh, rid of him. Yeah, boring, because though. he said some crazy shit about like uh, Native Americans and how what did he say? Rick Santorum. He said some wild stuff about Native Americans. He said, let's see here. The Randall Sharp's racist, but here's why he thought it was okay. Rick Santorum. Oh yeah. He said we came here and created a blank slate. Yikes. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah, yeah. By But then genocide. he recanted. We birthed a nation from nothing. I mean, there was nothing here. I mean, yes, we have Native Americans, but candidly, <laughs> there, but candidly, there isn't much Native American culture in American culture. Yeah, no shit, Rick. Yeah, because you wiped it out. You scrubbed it out. And quite frankly, you didn't build anything, Rick Santorum. We built it. And by we, I mean African Americans. Yeah. You didn't build nothing. Yeah. But then he, I saw what he had a chance. Like he was on uh, Cuomo's show, and Chris Cuomo gave him all the rope in the world to apologize, and he still wouldn't be. He still didn't really think he said anything wrong. It was nuts. Like, bro, there is nothing here, nothing except all those people we murdered. <laughs> but don't worry, there's none of that left. So it's yeah, they don't really have any culture. Yet. So what do you want me to respect? There's no culture here. Yeah, because you wiped it off the face of the earth. Not here now. Who's to say it was ever here in the first place? So he he was gone. He's not. He was fired. He was not put on leave. He was fired. Same thing. Uh, Jeffrey Lord, the original Trump apologist, and that guy was fired after he tweeted Heil Hitler to somebody. Well, well. <laughs> now, yeah. Now that's one of those. As a Jew, I can say that that was one of those where there was a. He was trying to be sarcastic, but that doesn't really work in tweets. Man, Rick Santorum has eight kids. Makes sense. Evangelicals, man. That's what they do. They make more of them. Jeffrey Lord, CNN firing. Let's see. Why was he fired? Fired for using. Yeah, exactly. Fired for using Nazi slogan. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Wow. He was. Uh, yeah, exactly. That guy was a nut. But yeah, they, they fire those guys. That's not like a temporary leave. But that that's the difference. That's what that's what gets you fired versus what's not. Rick, I don't wish any harm to any of these people, but and I'm sure no, they're going to be really just care. fine. Like, Rick Santorum, whatever. you're going to be fine. Jeffrey Lord, I know you're fine. Um, so Godspeed and Jeffrey. And like I said, Tubin, stop Tubin. Because <laughs> that's that's how I will define Tubin moving forward. All right. Ooh, Rick Santorum's Twitter page is enough for me. <laughs> Why, I'm off Twitter. Twitter. I can't wait for Twitter to fall into the ocean and never come back. God, it's the worst of all the social medias. It is. LinkedIn's a close second. <laughs> yeah, LinkedIn's pretty good for stalkers. All right. Yeah. Uh, I need to. Speaking of social media, I meant to bring this up at the beginning. I don't know if you know this, but oh, you have. So you've seen this. Uh, John. Uh, yeah. So Greg is officially giving us feedback in real time as he's listening yes. on uh, Instagram. Yes, he's got a Vitamix. See, I know, I know things. If you know, you know. Yeah, he was, he took he sent a picture of his Vitamix. He gave us a he gave us a cocktail syrup uh, recipe as well, which actually sounded quite delicious. 
That did but sound I, delicious. Yeah, that would be uh, 200 grams of watermelon chunks, 200 grams of cane sugar, and a pinch of Malden salt. I don't know what that is. Yeah, Greg knows all the fancy ingredients. <laughs> it's he like, said wait, you can, can I just swap- use regular salt? <laughs> Honestly, this sounded pretty good. He said you could swap the strawberries for watermelon and add 100 grams of water. Yes, wait, not volume. See, that's, that's the, that's, See, that's, that's the precision Greg, Greg, Greg of a professional. A exactly. A and make a banging strawberry syrup. I love strawberry syrup. Wow. Maldon salt, natural sea salt, artisan United Kingdom salt. So enjoy it around the world. Maldon sea salt. Hold on, I'm clicking on that link. I didn't realize Greg was such a pretentious uh, fuck. He is. He is. <laughs> Has been harvested in the UK town of Maldon since 1882. No. Natural and pure. It is the go-to artisan sea salt. Wow. Oh, co- oh, kosher salt's not good enough for you, huh? No, it's not, apparently. <laughs> this salt is amazing. Well, kosher salt. I'm going to go find some of this salt. Though. This salt looks delicious. Okay. Go for it. Make cocktails, show work, test on Monday. Oh, shit. We got to test on Monday. He also said Jollibee is whack. Never had Jollibee. I'm going to have to dig deeper for those uh, for that rationale. Hmm. And uh, and if, in case you were wondering, Black Green Lantern is Jon Stewart. How could I forget? He's one of the six or seven Green Lanterns that are Earth-based. FYI, this is now where I'm just going to add my live commentary. Well, that's great. Keep sending that, and I will keep reading it. And I'll do it at the beginning of the show. Get a little update from Greg. Thanks, Greg. Well, Malden sauce not even that expensive. It's only $5.99 here in New Zealand. Look at that. Which means right. it's probably a dollar in the States. <laughs> Let's see. Malden salt. Malden salt flakes. Ooh, I can I can get. Oh, I've seen this stuff. There you go. Uh, look at that. Five bucks. And look, if I go to a food lover's website, why is this so special? Oh, this looks and good. People say they don't they can't necessarily find this, the difference, but they said, I just couldn't live without good sea salt, whether it be Maldon or any other French brands. The difference in flavor is huge, much sweeter and more gentle. I use iodized salt for cooking rice, pasta, potatoes, as I do feel it is the way of getting iodine. But on the table, I only ever use good sea salt for many recipes uh, that I use for cooking as well. The price is justified as, as it is so superior. If you put a little mild and salt on your tongue, you get a salty flavor, but not an unpleasant one. Try doing the same with regular iodides, and I'm sure your taste buds will recoil in shock. That is from Helen in 2003. Right. Helen's still with us. <sighs> you think she's dead? <laughs> 2003 is a long time. I think she just she just died on so salt OD. She had too much sodium. Might, I mean, she's putting salt in her tongue. And you know. all right, yeah. I'm gonna go buy some mild and salt. I'm making this. I'm gonna make it. Okay, cool. I uh, I, I it's five bucks here for um, uh, eight eight ounces, eight and a half ounces. Wow. So it's mild and salt, <laughs> the same price there as it is here. Wow. All right. Seems like that. Yeah. This is the original. I've seen this stuff. I've seen it at a fan, the fancy market at Industry City. I'm gonna have to take a trip tomorrow because I can get the flakes, and that means I can use that for seasoning seasoning my meats. Look at that, Oishi. We're doing it, Oishi. Look at that. Report back when I make that syrup. Though I don't have a Vitamix blender, maybe I have to save up save up some cash, get that, invest, do it right instead of using my amateur nonsense. Anyway, uh, what the hell are we talking about? Uh, moving on to a little media therapy. Uh, you just watched the movie Infinity. So I'm going to ask you, and I just looked up the cast. It seems like Jason Manzukis was in that cast. I'm a big fan of his. This so, dude. I mean, so <laughs> who's <laughs> older? Jason Manzukis or Paul Giamatti? Paul Giamatti's older. He's got to be. You're right. Paul Giamatti's much older. All right. Yeah. So tell me about Infinity. God, that movie sucks. It's the worst movie I've ever watched. It's so bad. It's a you seem to keep watching the worst movie. movie. First it was Cats. It's terrible. 
Then there was another. Oh one. no, Why Cats you... is still the worst. But this this movie is bad. But wait, Do what was the one watch. that you watched before that you said was the worst movie you've seen as well? It wasn't that long I don't ago. Remember. I don't remember. This movie was terrible. It's bad. It's very, 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 very bad. Okay. It seemed like a bad. fun, dumb action movie. Is it's it not even that? fun because look, you know what? A lot of people don't like Mark Wahlberg because he does the, he does the high pitched voice thing. He does this every time he talks. He just talks like this. And it fits in some movies, right? This is like one of them. Uh, Pain and Gain. I thought Mark Wahlberg was great. That movie is silly and it's fun. The other guys love it. The other okay. guy's great. Same thing. It's great. It, it's just him. It's it's his stick and it's it's stick and it's fine. This movie, it's a sci-fi movie where basically there's a group of people who remember every time they've been reincarnated. Oh, and so basically he's like a schizophrenic. You know, he's been, you know, diagnosed as a schizophrenic because he keeps seeing all these visuals from things from past lives, right? So, like, he, like, knows how to make, like, you know, um, what's the fat, the, the, the famous Japanese sword, the, um, the Hanzu swords or whatever. No. Um, so, like, it's just whatever. It's like, it, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It's just some sharp sword. Okay. So, like, he sword. can make all these things and do all these things that he remembers from some past lives. And then, uh, what's his name? Chetway is like on the upper end where he's like, I remember all these things, but I want it to end. So I need to kill humanity. That's the plot of the movie. So he's like, Mark Wahlberg's like, uh, I just, I have all these awful things and it makes me a terrible human being. Oh. And Chetway's like, I remember all these things and we need to end the earth. So I don't have to keep being reborn. Oh, that's a, okay. Strange. It's, it's strange. It's awful. That's all you need to know. It's there's some decent visual effects in it. It's a terrible movie. This movie's awful. And Mark Wahlberg should be ashamed for being involved in this. Wow. What about what about everybody else? It's bad. Everyone else is bad. <laughs> no, what's no. his name? The dude, the dude that sounds the same in everything that he does. He's, Jason he's also Mantzoukas? one note. He's, he's, he's the one. He's, he's so funny, he's so but he's a he's one great. note. He's a one note. He's the same. Whether it's a cartoon or a TV show or a movie. It's just the same guy. Or a podcast. I listen to him on How Did This Get Made. I love him. He's great. It's just the same. It's just the same voice. You That's know who fine. he is. So he's he's it's it's just well, Kevin it's Hart. Too much. It's too much. But Kevin, yeah. And I would say Kevin Hart also can sometimes enter himself in movies where it's like, ah, a little too much Kevin Hart. Let's back off. A little too much. Can never have too much Kevin Hart. Well, wow. look, this movie sucks. Don't okay. watch it. That's my right, I won't watch it. It's on Peacock. I'll watch it if I wanted to. All right. Um, I also watched Loki. Yeah, me too. I didn't like it. You didn't but like it. But it's Marvel and it's going to... I don't like most of it. I'm starting to learn that this stuff really bothers Like, I just don't care about it. Because <laughs> it's just dumb. They want me to care about... And I like, I don't care. Just get to the part where there's people running around doing stuff. Because <laughs> they're trying to make you feel that, like, this is some psychological thing where he realizes that, like, he's living all these different, you know, these different timelines. And he's been a bad guy and his mother died. Blah, blah, blah. I, I kind of wasn't paying attention. Next thing I looked up and it was over. And I was like, all right, cool. First episode, done. Now just what? Seven more to go? Six more to go? However many are going to be in this thing? They didn't say. They haven't said yet. Um, Owen Wilson's fine. He just he didn't play full Owen Wilson, which is kind of what you need, right? He didn't you don't say need wow. To... No wow. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he didn't say wow yet. I'm sure it's coming. It's got to. He's got to say wow at least once. Yeah, I just don't. I, I, and I Maybe I was just in a bad mood this morning because I was like, this is dumb and I don't want to watch this. Uh, so I finished the first episode of Loki. It's fine. If you like Marvel stuff, you'll love this too because at this point, they just, they're going to keep feeding you the same old crack and you're going to keep smoking it. Yeah. This one, I liked it. 
obviously. I'm, you know, just, I don't think that they've done anything that I really hate. Um, although I, I can... This one feels risky as they could potentially break everything and really kind of uh, kind of mess up. But we'll see. I mean, it's heady. It's interesting. The concept's interesting. So you're going to put that out there and we'll see what happens. But I kind of like the stuff that plays with different timelines and different possibilities and outcomes and all those things. Hell, I made a I made a reference to it telling you the story before we even got on the podcast. So I remember the 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 timeline I drew on election day of 2016 for Britney saying like this is where we are now this is when this is if Trump wins this is if Hillary wins and then I drew the same one in 2020 where this is where Trump wins this is Biden wins and there's a third option that says the asteroid hits us <laughs> so those those are the options but like that's that kind of stuff is interesting to me and the and the fact they're playing off of it is going to be pretty cool so you know, it's it's a bit of a dangerous game to play, especially when you have all these other balls in the air. Like if that's your core premise, cool. And I know there's a lot of like comic stuff to back it up that I'm not familiar with. So maybe they have enough to to stick the landing. But it feels like they're really stepping out on the ledge here further than they've ever done before. So I'm all for it. Go ahead. If you're going to go down, go down swinging. And uh, I would say it's there other than fan other than thanos it's their most popular villain right loki yeah yeah but he's he's more of like a anti-villain right? or like an anti-hero than a, sure. uh, than but, a villain especially you know, in the later ones all, like yeah, i never really like, understood all of the this villains, he was the main vi- he was the main villain of the of the first avengers movie yeah so sure he's an he's become an anti-hero but he started off as the major villain yeah i never really i honestly did not understand the whole appeal of this dude I, it wasn't until Ragnarok where I'm like, oh, he's fun. And then but just he's like, fun because he's surrounded by other fun. Right. Right. But that's why in like Thor, he was fine. And then in and then he became the big bad in Avengers, which was like it felt kind of unearned. But I get it. He did it because that's the character, I suppose. But I was just like, whatever. I, I don't I never really understood the infatuation with this dude. Until, like you said, he was surrounded by more fun characters and more fun things happened. But in the show, it's like, all right, maybe I like that they kind of give you this guy from the beginning. And hopefully it's like, oh, the, the whole this was all just world building. That was all this episode was. It wasn't meant to progress anything in the plot. No. It was just like, how do we bridge the gap and make that Loki the Loki that died? And that's basically where we got to in the first episode. And now you're off to the races and you can actually have the show. So you have these kind of two split again, like kind of playing with the different timelines and different versions of people where one guy left and did some crazy shit. And then you have this guy who's potentially going to go off the other path and we'll see what happens. I have no idea, but I'm intrigued. You said you didn't pay attention. Sounds like you weren't you weren't really on board to begin with, but that's cool. It's not no. your jam. You, you kind of just no. in it just because at this point, you know, you might as well be a completionist. <laughs> and and work. <laughs> and work. To be dead honest with you, and work. There were some right. cool visual moments, I thought. The the whole city design of that place was uh was yeah, definitely yeah, unexpected. Cool. So I was intrigued. It's cool. Yeah, it's fine. It's just like it's just <sighs> I get it. Mar- Marvel's exasperating sometimes. You're because, like, you're, you're a Marvel curmudgeon. 
it's just it's just it's, it's a lot and i just don't and like i don't care about your world building for characters i've seen for a long time just get yeah. to it you'd rather watch handmaid's tale and watch uh, women get abused yeah but then they rise from the from the ashes like a phoenix we'll and see take back what's theirs they might who's to say you know these shows yeah, these, a, these shows that are very look, popular they hate, usually right? don't have I'm happy on, endings i'm on i'm on there i'm on this tv series um wikipedia page and of course you go to like critical response review ag- aggregator website rotten tomatoes reports a 95 percent approval rating for it's just like it's been an episode like you can't give this 95 percent approval rating from that one crappy episode like it's just people are in the tank for this stuff i don't I know, keep know in mind, though, keep in mind, like, what is the average rating? Because I'd bet the average rating is closer to a seven. Ew, seven, 7.84 out of 10. That's higher than I thought it would be. Yeah. Okay. But again, like, I, I just, you know, you know what? You know what's going to, you know what's going to, I need one of these things to bomb. You need it? I know it makes me a hater, but I think it you adds some, re- I think it, I think it adds some, I think it adds some reality to the fact that, you know, we're trying risky things. And everyone wants to tell me that Marvel is so brave and they take risks, but they don't. But they don't. So I want one of these things to suck. So I can go, okay, welcome to the rest of us. Now I know you're capable of making things that people don't like. Because right now, I think people are just in the tank for it. And even the stuff that's not very good. Like, the more and more that I think about it, that second Avengers movie sucks. It's a bad movie. It's bad. Yeah. And no one, no, everyone's a little too afraid to talk about how stupid of a villain Ultron was. And that's a crappy movie. It's not a bad the problem movie. with that movie. Not the problem with the movie. It's a bad movie. A lot of, lot of uh, excessive cleavage in that movie upon a recent rewatch. That was weird. It's a crappy movie. And no one is ever going to admit that it's a crappy movie because it made $1.4 billion. No, in retrospect, people definitely view that as one of the weaker ones, if not the weakest. That yes, I mean, Thor one two. of the weaker ones. Like, but you, oh, it's good, but it wasn't. It's like, no, it sucked. It's a bad movie. Just say it. I want you to say it. Just one of these times I want someone to go, you know what? I didn't enjoy it. I thought it was crappy. Marvel makes good stuff, but I didn't like that one. Are, are we going to get that with, with any of these movies? Are we going to do that with Black Widow? All it takes is, I guess, is some PC social justice message in one of these things involving a woman for people to lose their minds, right? Is that yeah. what it's going to take? And know. that's sad if it is, because maybe, some of this stuff you're gonna isn't get as great you're as gonna be, uh, You're going to be on blast now. Buckle up. Here it comes. Because <laughs> no one is flawless, is my only point. <laughs> Why does it have to be a woman who bombs? Because men are awful. I mean, I guess Captain Marvel, right? And I liked Captain Marvel. That didn't bomb. Captain Marvel was a decent movie. I, I was not a huge fan of it. I thought it was fine. Because, it was, because there's a woman in it, right? Of course. Exactly. So. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, because yeah, you hate women. Wait a minute, reversing reversing the narrative here. Yeah, I just thought I just thought it was kind of a odd. It was just not a great movie. I was just yeah, because women, right? Just very meandering, all to make a Deus Ex Machina for one scene in another movie. It was very bizarre. This movie made one point one two eight billion dollars. All these movies make billions of dollars. <laughs> it's frustrating. Why can't you just make crappy movies? Why do you so want them to go- bail? You and your Schadenfreuden. I didn't realize you had so much German in you. Good Lord. Because <laughs> nothing is perfect. Why are you so mad? They're not perfect. Nobody ever uh, said they're perfect, but they're fun. It's just about fun. Fun doesn't have to be perfect. Yeah, it is. I, look, look, I'm I'm being facetious here. Um, but yeah, the Loki stuff, I'm sure by the time it ends, it's going to be fine. But today, I was just like, meh. Is what it is. Look, with all these Marvel shows, they, they start pretty good i mean this is how i think they go i think they get really good and then they usually 
fumble the landing happened with uh wandavision which had probably the weakest ending and then captain and winter uh falcon and winter soldier which was which is great yeah the uh that ending episode was a bit of a mess i liked where they went didn't really like the payoff of a lot of yeah. didn't well, really the problem like with, the, uh, and the problem with wandavision as well is when, you, when you're doing magic and you're moving your hand around you just look a little silly so she's like twirling around the air and her hands are all like contorted and stuff and you just, just like, don't like magic do you not a magic person. <laughs> That's is that what we've learned today? I because we magic. well we were talking a little bit about magic before the podcast as well, and yeah, you you seem to you seem to be pretty down on uh, on magicians and seemingly magic in general. You haven't I'm seen the Harry Potter what? movies, have you? You still haven't seen those? <laughs> no, I haven't. I haven't seen any of them. Is Harry it because Potter. it's a bunch of magic? Is that why? I don't know. I don't think I hate magic though. I, so, I think I hate right. magicians. <laughs> all right, what? Well, do me a favor. Watch the first three Harry Potter movies, and see if see if you see if they grab you. I can tell you one and two are rough, but three is three is good. Like three is a good. Wait, movie. I thought one was like, don't they just play the game on the brooms? It's like pod racing. Yeah, that doesn't make it a good movie. Okay, fair enough. <laughs> it's, a, it's a Christopher Columbus joint. And it sucks. It, I mean, it doesn't suck. It's just it's too whimsical. It's too like juvenile it's just not good and then, i mean it's a bunch of kids though right that seems to make sense yeah but then but then three happens and alfonso Caron steps in and they and and the dumbledore died so they had to recast him and that guy's wait beard Dumbl- is, dumbledore died the the guy the Spoiler actor alert. Who, the the actor who played dumbledore in one and two died so they had to recast really? him yeah it's a different guy i thought it was different I guy it was, uh, in three Mac- i thought it was you and mcgregor no not him what's <laughs> no. his name who's the guy that play- who's the guy that plays a gandalf uh definitely not you and mcgregor <laughs> <laughs> wasn't it just gandalf no different guy different guy i'm so. looking at it now it looks like gandalf is it yeah he looks like because it's like a wizard with a big ass beard but the beard gets a lot more yeah that's who plays him that's not who who plays him because magneto is the guy who played uh gandalf yeah jude law jude law not jude law either no (laughs) jesus he played gandalf he plays gandalf in the fantastic beast movie which are anything but gandalf in the fantastic beast movie yeah the prequels and it's, so, it's, so it's a young, so it's like a no, not Gant. Wait a minute, what are we talking you about? You said now? it was Gandalf. I didn't, I didn't mean, know Gandalf. I didn't mean, was in I didn't mean Gandalf. I meant, oh god, I'm getting all fucking crosswired here. <laughs> Dumbledore, Dumbledore, that guy. You know, oh, gay oh, wizard. Man. Point is, first three movies. Yes, yeah, one... I'm fine with wizards and witches. I don't like magicians though. Well, all right, hang on a second. I I need to. Oh man! You know what? I, you know what? I take that back because I, I like uh, what's his name? The dude that like puts himself in like underwater and glass stuff. What's his name? Uh, David Blaine. David Blaine's weird. He's a weird dude, but I like him. Okay. Well, that's magic. Yeah. But so maybe okay. I just like good magic. Wow. Yeah, I don't actually think I dislike magicians. I think I dislike amateur magicians. <laughs> <laughs> right. So Harry Potter, he's an amateur magician, and then he becomes good, right? Because he's like he's in school for magic. So I don't Pretty like quickly. him until he becomes a real magic a magician, right? Pretty quickly. Because he though. becomes like an adult, right? Like he gets a job and like does. Be, like, I mean, magic well, behind the scenes, he's an he, behind the scenes, he's an alcoholic in like the middle of the movie, in like the mid movie. Is he? Yeah, he had a uh, Daniel Radcliffe had some drinking problems. Um, uh, oh, you're talking about there. the actual guy. But, but yeah, I mean, Harry yeah. Potter, does he ever like no, go Harry to work? P- like, what no. what is he in school for? He's in school to learn magic, but like, what's Look, the end game? There? Does he get a degree and then does he go to like uh, the the accountant 
you know, firm of magicians and like punches numbers for wands and stuff. Look, a lot like, of this manufactures stuff, that stuff. It, the, the world of Harry Potter is really weird. And the more you think about it, especially if you're just looking at the movies, it gets like really complicated because there's like a lot of shit that just revolves around this school. Like that's the like the whole villain's plan is just like I'm going to take over this school and similar to like I was bringing up about Cobra Kai before <laughs> Cobra it's like Kai, yeah. it's like cool what's your plan though like what do you want to do once you've you got a bunch school? of magicians as the rest of us have like regular jobs and stuff <laughs> yeah it's like what do you what do you want like what's your goal here why why do you just want to like kill a bunch of kids like this is a weird weird plan it's like the, it's probably one of the most ridiculous villains because he's just evil just for the sake of being evil and it's like all right but he's just like the most evil guy. Plus, he's played by Ray Fiennes, who's always great. But he's not played by Ray Fiennes until like the fourth movie when he actually shows up. So, look, the movies are fun. I recommend them. Um, like I said, three is when it actually gets good because that's when they that's when they kick out Christopher Columbus and you and you get rid of all that whimsy shit and you start making some uh, some some hardcore wizard movies. I didn't movies. realize Harry Potter was old. Harry Potter was born in July 31st, 1980, according to Wikipedia. Like the actual character. Oh, is that right? So, the, so Harry so Potter like, took place during the like 90s? 40 years, it's like 40 years old. So take, I didn't realize it took place during the 90s. Well, go yeah. figure. That explains a lot. I mean, granted, it's all in England, and that place is like a time capsule in some cases. So when they fly <laughs> around in an old car, you're like, well, whatever. It's England. That it could be any time. Yeah. Yeah. Who knows? It'd be so last that, week. That happens. Yeah, because like when they're in the town, like the the movies all start off in like the real world, and then there's like I've this, only seen stuff in the school. I've only seen them walking around because there's an owl too, right? Yep, definitely an owl. It's like an owl. Everybody like, gets an owl. Everybody, everybody gets yeah. an owl. They get a they get a they get a broom. Uh, they get they get a wand. I guess they get some robes. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't hate magic and I don't hate, maybe I just hate magi- magicians. I like wizards. Loki's a magician, isn't he? I don't know what he wizard. is. I, and who the hell knows? <laughs> he's not a wizard. I think he's a magician. I don't think he's ever, right? they've never, I don't think they've called anybody a wizard. I mean, they, well, they, they referred to wizards in uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Anthony Mackie said the, the wizards thing. Yeah. Yeah. He's like wizards. But I think Loki is, he's a trickster, right? Yes, exactly. He's, so a, he's, mis- a, he's, he's a mischief he's, maker. Yeah, so he's more of a magician than he is a wizard. But Wizards he uses are magic. Makers. Like he clearly uses magic, like when he's disguising himself as people. Are you looking it up? <laughs> you looking it up to see what is is Loki a magician? Uh, so is yeah, this really going to change your mind on this? Like, I mean, just, I love the at, fact at the that end of the day, like, you're going to be like, is Loki he's this a thing? wizard, That's... a sorcerer, or what? <laughs> what is he? Like, you're gonna find oh, the answer. Oh, wait, 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 wait a minute on Reddit, right? Or oh, this is a question from three years ago. Is Loki a wizard sorcerer or what? If he's a magic user, what kind of magic does he use? What is the width and breadth of his arcane knowledge? I want to know all about Loki. And the first thing says comic book Loki is a grand wizard. So he's a member of the KKK. That's why I don't like it. I fucking knew it. I knew you were gonna get to some point and then you're gonna say, that's why I don't like him. No matter what the answer was. Did not expect it to go to white supremacy, but there you go. Who knew? Who knew? That explains why he doesn't like uh, Idris Elba so much. Because he's a black man. He's a powerful black man. <laughs> it all makes sense. It all makes sense. First episode, who's he beating up? A black woman. Loki is a full, <laughs> full red-blooded racist. He's a grand wizard. I'm done. Also, Delete this show. I'm out. <laughs> 
Also, the guy behind the uh, behind the counter, right? That guy was definitely racially ambiguous, right? The guy who threatened to gut like a fish. See, who does he befriend? Well, he only hangs out. He only Owen hangs Wilson. out with Asgardians. This pure race of human beings, right? <laughs> Thor is blonde haired and blue eyed, right? All this right. time, never knew. Never knew Loki was such a was such a racist. Let alone Grand Wizard. Wow, that's um, it's quite an achievement for racism on the racism scale. Okay, well there you go. All right, let's talk about some games here. Um, still playing the world ends with you. Close to the end, I think that game is great. Also, there's an anime that came out. So if I knew that existed. Probably would have just watched that instead of playing the game. Uh, don't hate the game. It's interesting. Still super cumbersome. Still, if I'm going to recommend you play it, either play it on the original DS, where it's apparently it's the best, or play the phone version. Don't play it on Switch. Don't pay more than the $18 it costs on a phone to play it. Uh, but the story's great. So maybe check out the anime if you're looking for something interesting. I have no idea how well it's presented, but it's apparently just a retelling of the game. So it's probably all right. Uh, and I played some Ratchet and Clank today. Been playing a bit of that before we recorded, and it's everything I've ever wanted in another Ratchet and Clank game. Now, all the reviews came out, and I, I saw the trailer, the first trailer that came out for this game, and for you stuff. No, 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 no. Just by watching the trailer, and I said, and I knew it. I'm like, great, new Ratchet and Clank. This is going to be awesome. New character, um, sequel to. Into the Nexus, which was like one of the last PS3 games. So there hasn't been an original Ratchet and Clank story since then. The one that came out on PS4 was a retelling slash remake of the first game. And it's great. It's excellent. It's an awesome game. But this is the first one that actually continues the story of the of the characters. And it's more Ratchet and Clank. It goes back to the reason. It's like the same thing that I say about... Like I play all the Yakuza's when they come out and it's like, are they different from one another? No, not really. They're all basically the same, but they're the only games that do that thing. And Ratchet and Clank is the only game that does what Ratchet and Clank does. And to have a new one that looks gorgeous, it's incredible looking. It's fun to play. It's tight. Characters are great and fun. The weapons are crazy and over the top and a blast. Like there's one that... You, you shoot and it like spritzes uh, the enemies and turns them into like lawn hedges, which is crazy. Um, it's awesome. The The new character seems great. Rivet, big fan of everything I've seen so far. If you weren't a fan of Ratchet and Clank before, you will not like this game. This is literally <laughs> another Ratchet and Clank game. There is no getting around it. But the Ratchet and Clank games have all been incredible ever since the second one, not including the spinoffs, which have been uh, not great. But this is a mainline Ratchet and Clank game. It's one of the best looking games ever. It It's literally a Pixar movie in motion, especially when you have it on fidelity mode. It's running at 30 frames per second, which is still fine. Um, but the lighting is incredible. The characters, the animations, the fur, everything about it. Oh, man, this is... It's just a, it's just delightful. It's a delightful game to play, and yeah, I'm a big fan. I, I if like I said, if that's a series that didn't intrigue anybody before, I think um, what's interesting is that you can play this game on PS5, but for people who own a PS5, you can only play if this is let's say the ninth 
chapter, I guess. You got Ratchet and Clank going commando up your arsenal. Deadlocked, I guess, is relevant. Future, Quest for Booty, Kraken Time, Into the Nexus, and then this one. Yeah, wow. Okay, off the top of my head. So this is the ninth game in the mainline series. And the only ones you can play on the PS5 are the first one, which is a little bit off canon, and the ninth one. So if you have a PS5, there's no way to play all the other games in between them if you really want to get the whole story, but you don't really need it. But I do recommend it because, like I said, they're all the same. There's no bad ones. And if you really need to play the first one, play the remake. And then, you know, you could get the collections on Vita or they might be streaming on PS now, but that sucks. So, um, but yeah, great series. This is more. I'm happy. I'm happy that this is getting so much attention, mainly because of the drought that is going on. But it's in. And when I say drought, I only mean a drought of current gen specific titles because this is maybe the fourth game that you can only play on ps5 and nowhere else that joins the ranks of astrobot demon souls returnal which i beat by the way still proud of it and this other than that no idea what's coming that's exclusive for ps5 god of war horizon zero dawn even the new gran turismo game all those are going to be both on ps4 and ps5 that's fine. That's good. Um, I don't really have a problem with it. Like a lot of people seem to, uh, but who would have a problem with that? Like it's, keep, if you want to buy a PS five, buy a PS five, if you can find one, yeah. otherwise like that's like, why would you have an issue with the fact that it's not exclusive to the newer version of the system? Because you have one, like what an elitist thing to say. The issue that people have is that, because one of the podcasts that I listened to, they were kind of really bemoaning this specifically for God of War. And that is that they're because they have because there's compatibility with the other platforms, they're sacrificing something on the newer ones because they're not exclusively building it to spec on the current consoles. And I mean, to, that seems like an extent. uneducated that seems like an uneducated assumption. Yeah, has to sort of to an extent that's true. To an extent, it's not like when you're going into a game design process from the beginning, because you could look at it in PC terms, right? PCs have had the higher spec things. And if then there's exclusive PC games and you're not really building things for hardware, you're no, building the idea that you yeah. want and then you compromise based on the hardware. Yes. In a way. Yeah. So if the concept, so if you get the concept down on paper, Right. And you start building it to spec of the newer hardware. The way I figure is that they're going backwards, not forwards in different cases. So for I, I see this as two scenarios. You can have the Horizon Zero Dawn scenario, which is a game that was developed for PS4. And it was in development PS4. And then they made a PS5 version in parallel once that hardware was came to fruition and they were able to do it. So they could tap into all the bells and whistles of the PS5 building off that PS4 foundation. Then you have something that like um, Ratchet and Clank, which was clearly developed with PS5 in mind. And there's stuff that the game does with the SSD in transferring you from worlds and moving from dimension to dimension, where that was built. That was the idea. It was clearly for the PS5. And and that's something that you can't do in... And that's something that you couldn't do on the PS4, so you wouldn't downscale it. But in the sense of God of War, you're creating a game that could have you know you have this is what the scope is this is what we want to build these are the worlds this is how we do it this is how it's going to be executed 
if you lay all that out and say this is a PS5 game, right? And then you have everything down on paper. And then by the end of it, you see that actually we can make a PS4 version of this. What's the compromise? Well, down raise the graphics, have the frame rate, add some loading screens. You have the same game. Is it a better experience on the PS5? Yeah. But why not put out the PS4 version, even if it's the difference between a a 10 and a 9 or these other little bits and pieces? Um, So there's different ways to look at it. But I'm in the camp where it doesn't matter. The the fact that you don't have... the, The point that was being made on the podcast I was listening to was like, this has never happened before. And the idea that people were saying, oh, well, there's more PS4s out there than PS5s. Well, technically, the PS5 at this point has sold more than the PS4 in the same in the same time. But you've never had a console generation that's jumped where you have similar architecture from generation to generation, specifically on PlayStation, right? Because the PS4 was the first time they moved to x86 architecture, whereas before that, it was using the cell processor before that it was whatever the hell was in the PS2. The reason PS3, the initial versions were backwards compatible was because it had the chips from PS2 and PS1 in there. It wasn't emulating. It was just literally those console centers were there to play or something. It was something like that. And that's why PS4 didn't have any backwards compatibility because it was all just PS4. And this is the first time you can do that. It's the same reason why you can play a game that comes out on PC on hardware that's 10 years old doesn't matter that the pc that you have today has an ssd has these other things the performance and difference is going to be much better you could play cyberpunk on a on a 1080 right it's not gonna be great it's not gonna be as good as you played it on the 3080 but you can do it it's just going to be a much different experience and that's the way pc gaming has always been it's like you always had your highest spec so that's why it's like oh they develop but it's like no you develop probably at your highest spec that you can have for your company and mm-hmm. then that's why in pc you've always had settings to down res things or change things that fit better on your system where when you're inside of a console world right you you know that the specs aren't going to change so developing for consoles is you know like whether or not it's easier or not you can make that probably ignorant assumption that well yeah developing for consoles is easy you just develop everything directly for that console but down-resing or doing things, like you said, if it's a game where you make a decision that goes, hey, we've realized that we need these things in this system to run this, then we can't make it backwards compatible. But there's plenty of games that go, look, we're not doing things that differently. We're able to push the quality a bit higher. We're able to have higher resolution textures, more, you know, more, you know more detail in our characters we're able to put more stuff in it right we're able to scale up the worlds and the assets but then we can also scale this down pretty easily to run on ps4 because it's not that different right so to think that it's like oh well oh you're just developing for this version but it's like that's not how development works which seems like that's an ignorant assumption (laughs) yeah from people to just assume oh well it's going to be a worse game because it's on both it's like no we don't have worse pc games because they also allow you to spec down to play battle the new battlefield on a, like i can play a new battlefield on my pc with a 1080 versus the guy that's got the you know that can find the 3080 and run it high spec as much as he can we can both play the same game yeah now you could play the card of well how are you going to sell ps5s it's like who cares they are selling them it doesn't matter people They're don't care them because, the because you want better. you want the best yeah. version of that game like i played i played through returnal we're just going to keep saying that i beat it because it was such a hard game and i feel special um that game could easily work on a ps4 
there's no reason why it can't. Uh, you the way it's built, the way it's optimized. If you build something without having it in mind, because architecture is also important, right? So, and depending on and you do at the end of the day have to have your lowest common denominator in mind in order to do it. If you want to port anything to Switch, for example, you need to severely compromise the Switch version. But you can also have a game that takes no compromises because of the Switch. Like I can tell you right now, like I'm not, I won't say what the title is, but if I'm working on a game now that is, you know, pretty light in its overall, you know, horsepower requirements, that's a game that'll transfer to Switch relatively easily but if you want to get something like witcher 3 running on switch you know that was done after the other consoles were done in mine you have to make some severe there's a lot of retooling that needs to be done so you can look at it in terms of manpower and saying well if we were to make a ps4 and ps5 version then by default we would have to dedicate a specific amount of people to actually make this work and that's time in optimizing this version of the game instead of just focusing on making the best quality version at the highest specs. You could make that argument, but I don't necessarily buy it because when you have a install base of 100 million PS4s versus, you know, let's say up to what is it like 5 million, 10 million PS5s at this point, it can't be more than that. There's no way it's more than that. But if that's where you're at, then you would have to then in order to recoup, especially for a game that's first party that you know is going to sell millions of units you would do that with an entirely separate team to do that porting process to get that down to that other platform so that they so they're not really doing anything but retooling the game while the actual team the core team is working on the ps5 that's what they do for all these things even even back in the day you you remember i mean look at right now right you have you have the Ninja Gaiden Master Collection, and they have like the shittiest. Apparently, like according to Kotaku, that's like the worst PC port they've ever seen. That was like the headline of the Kotaku review for the PC version of this Ninja Gaiden trilogy. And you think that was done by the core team that was making that game? No, there's no way. They were probably focusing on the PS5, on the PS4, and Xbox One version of the game. They gave it. They gave a separate team the one to do the Switch conversion, and they gave a separate team the one to the PC version. And they just did the cheapest job they could to get it running on PC. And they maybe put a little bit extra effort to get it running on Switch because that's apparently not as good as it could be. But you're also dealing with a lot more restrictions on that console than you would before, purely from a horsepower perspective. So. Yeah, I don't really buy the argument. I think anything can be done, especially when it's coming from Sony. Like, why not? It's a racing game. If you have Gran Turismo 7, lower res, down res the textures, down res the resolution, reduce the frame rate, boom, you got it running on PS4. Why not get that working? You have to load. It's not like PS5 will still have no load screens. PS5 will still be incredibly lifelike and realistic. And PS4 still look great, but it won't look as good. And what do you have to and at what expense slightly blur your game and you have to and you have like 30 second load times wow was it worth was it worth not making yeah tens or hundreds of millions of dollars on yeah what, like don't what be could dumb. be gran turismo <laughs> is like sody's i think by dollar amount it's their biggest franchise has to be it has to be yeah so, like that's or if not you know for like sony's exclusive franchise like maybe the the baseball game but again no one cares about baseball so it's definitely gran turismo it has to be by dollar let's see here 
because maybe the show, but now that's cross-platform, right? So, like, that's not even exclusive anymore to, to, I think Sony still develops that game, but. Yeah, let's see. I'm trying to see here. There's not, this is like, God damn it. Why? <sighs> this couldn't have been a worse format <laughs> ever. Like, I just see an image instead of actually giving me text. Best-selling video game franchises. Uh, let's see here. What is it? Grand. All right. I've, I think I've got it. Best list of best-selling PlayStation. Yeah, Grand Turismo games. is at eighty-five point zero two million dollars. Yes. So the list. Grand Turismo is number one. Yep. The original Grand Turismo. So every basically, if you want if you want the list of their best-selling video games of all time, Grand Turismo, Final Fantasy VII, Grand Turismo Two. Final Fantasy VIII. <laughs> oh, these are top-selling PlayStation games, like classic PlayStation games. Yeah, so I'm looking yeah. for franchises. So the only one that's here in the top, at least a million, 100 million copies for top franchises in gaming. Um, well, final, well I'm, I'm looking at this as well, right? The most popular franchises on PlayStation include Final Fantasy, that has 26.39 million combined units. Tomb Raider, 25.9 million combined units. Crash Bandicoot, 25.53 million. Gran Turismo, 20.22. And yeah, but Tekken, again, 16.62, right? You're just, Most popular no, that's, franchises. That's not... Yeah, that's wrong. Because you're just looking at the original PlayStation. Because I'm looking at this, ready? So if I... It, I'm looking at Wikipedia now. At least 50 million copies across the franchises. Gran Turismo, 85.02 million. That's across all games. So Tomb Raider is 82 million. So that's how big Gran Turismo is as a brand. Yeah, other popular, Sony popular brand. Other yeah. Sony franchises that are in this list of over 50 million moved. Uh God of War, 51. 51 million. And then that's it. Those are the only yeah. two. So, so yeah, Gran Turismo, like why would you not put that on as many consoles as you yeah, can? <laughs> Gran Turismo feels like the no-brainer. Unless you really need to move PS5s, which at this point you don't because they're already no, moving you, themselves. You can't, and you if can't you, make enough of them. And the so. enthusiasts will upgrade. They will. Because how could you not? And the enthusiasts will upgrade and buy the game again. Yeah, that's the right? that's, like, that's, like that's if you really as well. Yeah, because like, I don't think Sony like got it for PS4 yeah. and I got it for PS5 because I really enjoy the game. Yeah, Sony's not doing the Microsoft thing where you buy once and then you get a free upgrade. No, 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 no. You gotta you have to buy this shit twice. <laughs> that's definitely what they're gonna do. Yeah. So so yeah, so, yeah it's, so people uh, shut it's up. <laughs> Basically, it's a big rant to shut up. Yeah, if I don't have a PS5. I, buy it on PS5. If you don't have a PS5, buy it on PS4. Done. Everyone's happy. I don't feel burned for buying a PS5. Now I will say this. I'm at the point now where I'd say if you had to choose between getting a PS5 or a Series X, if you really wanted a next-gen console, I might say a Series X just because Game Pass is so good and you have so much more content to play, And but as a console to have. Uh, but if you already had an Xbox One X, if you already have PS4 Pro, unless you really, really want to play Ratchet and & Clank and Returnal, you could probably wait. It, there's There's not really a big reason to get a PS5 right now. Because uh, like I said, Ratchet and Clank is more Ratchet and Clank. It's which is awesome for fans like me. But is it worth buying a console for? Again, if you're me, yes. But I don't think that's most people. So yeah, well, that's where I stand. I'm luckily, I can't find one. So <laughs> exactly, and I actually wouldn't put it past them to port Returnal to PS4. I don't know if it's happening, but if that game is was financially fine or not good. If it was anywhere lower than great, I would a thousand percent be looking into how to port that game to into porting that game to PS4 
like immediately. And maybe even, you know, that that's a Sony published game. So it's not something that they could bring to Xbox, but it might be a time. So I have no idea. But the point is, I would I would port that to PS4 as as fast as possible because get that money, get that money. Game's great. More people should play it. Um, and hey, try to beat it like me. Good luck. All right. Look at that. We're just at two hours. We've had some fun. We've had some giggles. Came up with a great national policy for, for theme songs, uh, for national anthems. So go uh, review us if you haven't done that and you made it this far. If you made it this far, God help you. If you, if you have any strong opinions, let us know on this, uh, on this generational divide. And uh, yeah, tell your friends, subscribe, iTunes, all that stuff. And until next week, this podcast is over.